All right, we're back after a long hiatus, episode 10 of the Whole Milk League podcast. As always, I'm joined with AJ. What's poppin', people? It's AJ, back at it again with another podcast. Let's go. New guest, Sean McLaughlin. What up? His first ever time listening oh, to a God. podcast or participating <laughs> in a podcast. That we'll seems s- to be a theme. Jason did that. Yeah. Other people have done it as well. Our friends hate us. Yeah. They just don't like listening to our uh, In the background for now, we got Mitchell Clark. He was in the neighborhood, so he's here to drink. What's up? Spent some hot marble <laughs> taste so like. And uh, new league member Clint is also here, but he's listening to uh, Punisher, Punisher, Punisher on TV, which we understand. So. Stop, Clint says hello. He'll be here later. <laughs> Uh, but it's Super Bowl week, and uh, on a larger note, really, uh, AJ finally finished the Marvel movie, so we're going to dive into that in a little bit. But uh, we'll start with the Super Bowl. Uh, Patriots are Patriots Rams. Uh, Patriots are favored by two and a half. I personally feel like that's a kind of a smaller line than I was expecting. I was harping uh, on this one. You guys picked the Chargers over them a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I think this is the fir- first episode back. Um, I got all four of my picks wrong, <laughs> yeah, so don't so, listen to me at all. <laughs> whatever Ryan says, bet the opposite of that. You have a good chance of winning. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken two weeks. I've learned from my mistakes. All all my bets are locks this week. So okay. So wait, what was what was AJ and what what was I? Do you remember? I was. I was three and one. I I, 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 the only one I missed was the Rams Dallas one because they won by eight instead of seven. Oh yeah. So <laughs> one I was one point away from a clean sweep. Yeah, and I was over four. So you were two and two. Yeah. But um, so straight up, who do you guys see winning this week? Uh, it's gonna be the Pats, big time. Uh, I just think that the experience Belichick and Brady have. Over Goff and the Rams. I love McVay as a head coach. They got an explosive offense, but I could see Jared Goff going down a hill fast in this one. I think he's going to have some trouble. Belichick's going to give him some looks he's never seen, and their offensive line has been mashing, so I really don't think that um, the Rams' best part of their team, their defensive line, is really going to have that much of an impact. Uh, like Ryan said, it's, it's minus two and a half. I'd take it if it was minus six and a half, probably maybe even bigger. I just think that the Patriots are going to roll. I also do think that I know a lot of people are picking the over. I'm picking the under. It's 56 and a half. I think it could be like a 30 to 14 game. Like I, I can see, I think 31 to 14 or 31 to 17, something like that. Probably what I'm going to end up uh, doing. But yeah, Patriots, if you're playing DraftKings, play. Brady Edelman, James White, Sonny Michelle, all those guys. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see the uh, Rams D-line's been playing well, and that's the one thing that can really uh, change up how the Pats approach the game because if you can give Brady time, they're going to win. Oh, yeah. But Sue's been playing well. Donald's been playing well. Uh, I think the Pats win too. I think it's I think it's on the, their defense versus Goff. I think two weeks for Belichick to scheme against a 24-year-old that uh, – I don't think he'll be prepared for the things they're going to show him. He's no. going to be confused. I don't necessarily see the Pats scoring a ton of points. Uh, I would say 28-14, but maybe not as close as it looks. Something along, something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd take the Pats points win. That's my take. Sean, Mitch, takes? I mean, uh, I'm going to have to disagree. I just... Doubling down. I'm picking against the Patriots. I would triple down if I some had to. Some will say that you're a hater. Man. If I if I had picked the first the first week the Patriots had played and the second week the Patriots had played, I I I'd pick against them every single week. I don't think they're that good this year, especially. I 
I don't want to say they got lucky because they definitely outplayed both teams they played against, but I yeah. just didn't see this Patriots team most of the year, and I think this Rams team is far and away the most talented in the NFL. So I, I think the defensive line is just going to cause some problems in the run game, and it's going to have to be all Brady. Um, I actually do see a fairly high-scoring game just because of the way the Rams have played all year. The only way it's a low-scoring game is if the Rams are up in the first place and just kind of run it out. Um, completely disagree, but yeah. I, I think the Rams win by a touchdown, and I I don't know if it's ever going to be that much in question. Yeah, well, I mean, so you're wrong on multiple accounts, but the, the <laughs> account that you're most wrong on is that they're the most talented team in the NFL because they unfairly beat the most talented team in the NFL, the only team that I think could have actually beat the Patriots this year, the New Orleans Saints. So if I, I'd be I'd be very interested in the game. I'm still interested in the game to see how well the Rams play, or if like the Chiefs would have ended up playing in some weird uh, way. But um, I guess we had to see that last week. But yeah, I, I would have been much more interested to see the Saints play them. But it'll be it's still be a fun game. I, I think the Saints would have dominated them too. So I I don't think that would have changed my pick. Uh, dominate is a strong word. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you have any takes? Uh, this is this is the same Sean who is. Uh, He's Boys Town. He's also our reigning two-time skim milk champ. Oh, in the uh, house. So if we're talking about someone whose football opinions you shouldn't listen to, this might be the guy. But, Sean, what do you see happening this week? I think a lot of it uh, rests on Goff's shoulders. Uh, I saw a statistic a couple weeks ago that there's only been one running back uh, run for more than 100 yards against the Patriots in the Super Bowl under Belichick. So the Rams are going to have a hard time on the ground, and if Goff can't make things happen in the air, then they're going to struggle. That's an astute take. That's a, that's yeah. Wow, that's keep making take. takes like that. You might so, not repeat again. <laughs> <laughs> so Patriots, then you're going Pats. I'm going Pats. Okay, Clint, you want to throw one out? Uh, I'll have to agree. I know who I want to win, but uh. Oh, no I one wants that. the Pats to win. Yeah, well, at this point, I've invested so much money. I kind of want them to win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's on Goff's shoulders, but he's. He's had so many bad games this year that I don't yeah. think he's going to pull it out. This is crucial for the Rams though, going forward because they're going to have to play teams like this in the Super Bowl consistently. For and sure. this will be a good experience for Goff and McVay even if they don't win. Yeah. So we're just going to quickly get into some prop bets for the Super Bowl. We don't really have much football to talk about this week. Uh, fantasy's over. There's only one game. So thoughts and prop bets would be fun. Uh, so the first prop bet, probably the most there's two popular ones, actually, yeah. and I'll pull one, a wild card out on you guys. Is uh, heads or tails? What's it going to land? I don't give a shit. Why, <laughs> why, why does anyone ever bet? I this think that's bullshit? the biggest prop bet. I know is it, it is because it's, because it's the easiest for someone to make sense of in their mind. There's probably thousands, or not tens of thousands of people that put a bet on that and don't even watch the fucking game. Well, should we bet on that or should we bet on what's more popularly bet on? Because I feel like. I feel like heads more popularly bet on. Who's calling? See, I, I feel like tails. It's always cool. not 50-50, which I don't understand. <laughs> well, it's never going to be 50-50. <laughs> I'll well, take... I, mean, I mean, the odds of heads or tails is. I know, but the people always have like a little saying in their head or like something going on. That's tails like, never fails. Yeah. yeah. I'll send the bet one way or I'll take other. tails. This, <laughs> uh, this site has tails minus 110. So <laughs> Everyone bet heads. It's an easy... Easy money. So, <laughs> not only can you bet on that, but you can bet on the which team gets the winning toss correct. It's just like, just wow. like watch a couple football games and bet on something smart. 
All right. I don't know. <laughs> Tails never fails. Sure. Tails never Why fails. <laughs> um, Mitch, Sean, any picks? Clint? Uh, that Patriots guy, when he uh, called it during the halftime, he says he always picks heads. Because uh, I think his father picked heads one time. So you're going with that? Yeah. <laughs> That's a good reason. Uh, I'm going to go uh, against the uh, the voting public and go uh, heads. Mitch is feeling spicy. He just wants to be <laughs> contrarian tonight. <laughs> I will uh, break the tie and go tails. All right. Thank you very much. Uh, how about uh, we got Gladys Knight doing uh, the national anthem. Uh, the over-under is a 1 minute and 45 seconds. From our thorough research, it seems the average is about 2 minutes. Um, what do you guys think, over-under? This is one of those, we were just talking about it off mic, but uh, it's one of those that people think always goes over, but actually tends to go under. Uh, I just think... However, <laughs> I, I just think a, a minute forty-five is too shy. If it was up in the minute fifty, like middle middle minute fifties, I can maybe think she might sneak it under. But minute forty-five, I mean, pretty. Our limited knowledge: Gladys Knight can hold one note for fifteen seconds. Yeah, so. we we listened, literally listened to one of her songs for thirty seconds, but there was like five notes. In it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'll take the over. Anybody? How about anybody taking under? No, I'm taking the over. I'll go just, under. Just, <laughs> I'll, 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 I was about to say, Sean does So this one, and I don't actually have the odds on this one, uh, but the rumor is that they're going to play Sweet Victory from SpongeBob at the halftime show. Uh, I think it's going to happen. Uh, I think it's going to be fantastic, but do you guys think it's going to happen? Uh, that this, seems like a very specific thing to, to have. The creator of the show died this year. Uh, the internet wanted it to happen. The NFL, the No Fun League, that's really the question, is will they allow it to happen? Exactly. That's is Spongebob going to be there? See, Someone this, will be dressed up in a Spongebob costume. This, there's this, but there's not going to be an official Spongebob. I don't think so. Then I don't think it's going to happen, but it'd be sick if it did. I don't think so, because every time that there's an opportunity for something fun to happen in one of these things, they don't do it. Yeah, that's true. So, so I, play in the Super Bowl this Maroon week? 5 and... Uh, Who's the who's the rapper? Travis Scott. Travis Scott. I could see Maroon it's Five lit. maybe pulling it out. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, God, Band Geek's my favorite episode though. I would love yeah, if they pull this off. We gotta talk about that. I don't even know who. Oh, SpongeBob <laughs> episodes would be a great, great <laughs> episode. I need it. Unlike, well, <laughs> but this one would be much more fun to listen to because there's gonna be fights on this one. The others, the SpongeBob it's is gonna generally be like, agreeable. Oh, I just didn't think about that one. That one's so yeah. good because they're all good. I hope the drummer wears that little Patrick mustache that he's got. <laughs> they cut to him on the drums. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I hope so, but I just... I mean, you said it, the No Fun League. I mean, they don't give a shit. <laughs> I think they couldn't get anybody playing the show, so they're just craving positive attention. So doing the, the song would uh, do it for them. I hope so. I, I, I would, it would be a great time. All right, so NFL talk over pretty quickly there. We're going to dive back into movies this week. Uh, if you're still listening after last week's two-hour uh, snooze fest for most of you, uh, this week we're going to do Marvel movies. Uh, so a light, little lighter affair. There's no Roma in here. I haven't seen Roma, but... It's good. I saw Watch the, it. I, I don't disagree. I saw the, like a bow staff. Like naked bow staff guy, right? Can't yeah, that, there's a post-credit sequence. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so I'm more of the Marvel fanboy compared to AJ. So I'm gonna go first. Let's, I'm gonna kind of go through the ones I love. Uh, there's 20 movies out. Uh, we're gonna count down from uh, worst to best. 
And then Clint, Sean, and Mitch are going to make commentaries on our reviews. Um, it, if Whoever lists the movie first, they're going to list it. And when we get to it the second time, we'll discuss it. Um, for me, I pretty much had 10 movies that were immediately top 10 and 10 movies that weren't top 10. Uh, so there's a pretty clear divide, but it should be said, I yeah. love superhero movies. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to do a little preamble. Um, and mine didn't... Four score. Yeah, oh. mine, mine didn't go quite that well. There were 12, I think, that I generally liked, and eight I didn't really like that much. But really where they just cleared out was there's a clear bottom three and the three that I think are by far the worst movies, and then there are three that I think are pretty much, three to four maybe, that I think are pretty much by far the best. The rest of them kind of are in the middle and either did catch my fancy or didn't catch my fancy. So I almost had sets of five, I would say, where they could fall anywhere. There's kind of, there's, I kind of have five tiers, basically. You f- okay. I, yeah, I, so I, 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 have, I have a, I have a really good, really bad. I have like a pretty bad and okay and a pretty good. Fair enough. Uh, so starting out, uh, and you know, just to just get straight at Clint's throat here. Uh, oh, number 20. So everybody knows what I'm going for here. Clint's favorite Iron Man is Iron Man 2. Oh, and it's, it's, it's my I, 19. I, Iron Man 2. <laughs> That's Iron Man, below the belt there. <laughs> Iron Man 2 came out. I think it was Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2, pretty much. Iron Man 2 is in the second phase. Oh, it's second phase? Yeah. Wow, is it's, that deep? It's, it's the first second phase movie. Okay, so regardless, I, you got Iron Maybe Man, you got know. Avengers, you know, we'll see where people put Thor and Cap and stuff, but Iron Man 2 came out, and I was so hyped, and it was just such a letdown of a movie. The sites I looked around at today had it usually 19 or 20, AJ just said he had it at 19. I can't believe I have to actually talk about this movie as if I like it, because <laughs> Part of it is me just being spiteful, but I was so mad at Iron Man 2 when it came out, and it's at 20 for me. So, okay. AJ, what do you got at 20? Well, my 20 is The Incredible Hulk. It's fucking horrible. So at 19, <laughs> I have The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> um, I, I don't understand anything that I don't understand anything that goes on in that movie. It's very dumb. Uh, Edward, Edward Norton, an actor who I really like most of the time, is sleepwalking through that movie. Liv Tyler is a nothing of a sidekick. The villain's horrible. Uh, there's one scene where. Edward Norton's in a truck with a hat on. He has a hat on. They cut away from the cut back, and he has no hat. <laughs> I mean, the, these people just did not give a fuck. It should be noted, um, AJ has seen all of the movies pretty recently. I've seen a couple of them twice, but most of them literally only once. Some of this I'm going off memory. Iron Man 2 I just have staunchly not rewatched. <laughs> um, so yeah. a lot of people don't count the Hulk in the series. There's one minor character that carries over, but most of it... the the plot is inconsequential to the rest of the cinematic universe. Yes. Um, I, I was put, going off the Wikipedia list, so that's why I watched it. Yeah. And it I regretted it. It was fucking I put Hulk at 20 if I wasn't so angry at Iron Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like okay. you've got to defend yeah. your movie here. Well, we'll get to it. Well, let's, I mean, let's, 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 let's just go back and forth. So, so you have Incredible Hulk at 19. Yeah. So you obviously you love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite Hulk standalone movie. <laughs> So it's got that going for it. Um, I have nothing else to say about the Hulk either. I really just could burn right through that one. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, it's uh, Iron Man at, 2 for yeah, you. Yeah, 19, I have Iron Man 2. Um, Mickey Rourke as the villain who is a former New York boxer who plays a Russian physicist. is Wasn't not that? believable at all. One of the worst Marvel performances. Um, 
There's a, a semi. The, the only reason it's not twenty and it's nineteen is there's a semi cool scene at the end where they're fighting in a dome against a bunch of drones. Before, because they end up fighting Mickey Rourke's character, which takes like two or three minutes based on off of the, all this build up, which is so dumb. But when Rhodey and Iron Man are back to back fighting against all these drones in that dome, I was like, oh, this is okay for the first time. And what other? What otherwise is a pretty bad. Movie. I the one my favorite scene in there is at the racetrack. Again, so haven't it's seen horrible. it again. No, no, no. But he's got the yeah. he's, when he suits up at the racetrack is sweet. I do like that scene. Pretty much any any time <laughs> Iron Man suits up, it's always it's always different. Uh, the, we'll get to Iron Man three. That suit up scene when he's we'll a, a captive. Yeah, that I'm one's sweet. Later. I'm, I'm hoping. Um, I don't know. I don't know. How <laughs> <laughs> hot, t- hot takes are going to start early. Uh, so eighteen. This one. Um, well, wait. I mean, I mean, we're going to pass over Iron Man two. Oh, I'm Clint. Sorry, oh, Clint. Yeah, yeah. Defend Iron Man two. Two words: Scarlett Johansson. She's that's that's her first real that's, Marvel movie, right? She's uh, hotter in it. She's yeah. hotter in Avengers. I, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I just like it better than Iron Man three. I think that's the worst Iron Man. Well, I don't understand the rap on Iron Man three. Yeah, I don't either. I just it's the villains. I, when you get, when you guys get to that, I'll explain to why I don't. So like it's Iron not so Man. much Iron Man two is great it as is, you hate I, Iron Man three. Yeah, I hate oh, Iron Man three. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's, I don't say Iron Man two is my favorite Marvel movie, but I think it's better than like the Hulk and Iron Man three. Yeah, that's. I mean, I, I, I could see it. So, so I can see it having it. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, obviously, I, I have my clear bottom three, but I could see having it a little bit higher. Yeah, that's <laughs> my favorite Marvel movie, but yeah. Right. Eighteen. So eighteen. This is the only movie I haven't seen in its entirety, and I wanted to double check that I was okay yeah, with my ranking on I think it. It's my eighteen. Also, it's Thor two. Yeah, that's my eighteen. It was a movie. It had Thor in it. It existed. Um, I guess I didn't see all of it, so maybe I'm not authorized to comment on it, but uh, I think that's an appropriate I mean, rating I, for I it. mean, I watched the whole movie, and I have it at 18 so. also. I mean, it's I just have it, again, I just have it ahead of Iron Man 2 and The Incredible Hulk, because that movie is so insane. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I just, I had no idea what was going on in that movie. I don't think I told Natalie Portman what movie she was in. I'm pretty um, sure she was very unhappy to be there. Malekith is a horrible villain. No one knows what his powers are. Christopher Eccleston, You're, right? Yeah, I mean, he's fine. He's, he's fine Doctor Who shot out. I don't know yeah. if that's a drinking game yet. But I'm a, maybe I'll make that one, <laughs> no, too. No, please, God. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're well, constantly... Have, we can have more Doctor Who shout outs this podcast. I've never work. seen one episode. Of I've so, seen yeah. all the new episodes. Oh, like nine seasons or something. Okay. But, yeah, so um, they're constantly hopping back and forth between the worlds. There's all these mystical powers that I can't even remember what they're called at this point. The There's, Dark Aether? Yeah, the Aether or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Movie's dumb. Yeah, uh, Thor always felt like a weird combination of like a sci-fi and fantasy, but it took itself kind of seriously early it on. It took itself two movies to figure it out. Yeah. But <laughs> I think the character, when he <laughs> starts... It. When Thor starts blending in with everyone else, that's, I think, when the character started, I guess, making more sense to the, me in, the, in yeah. the bigger picture. The one thing, too, is Thor and Loki have a really good dynamic in that movie. Oh, yeah. And when... And I guess, I, we haven't really, even really talked about this, but obviously, spoilers for all the Marvel movies if you haven't seen any of them. Or oh, yeah, it should be discussed. <laughs> spoilers for Iron Man 2, it sucks. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, spoilers for every Marvel movie. <laughs> That's what we're, we're going to be flinging spoilers left and right. Yeah. But, but what Loki's quote-unquote death scene was actually, actually kind of hit me in a semi-emotional place. But yeah, it's not a great movie. <laughs> we'll get back to Loki's death scene. Yeah. Um, well, his... Well, Which we'll one? get back to it. Uh, so I think pretty much after those Here's three... Here's where we diverge. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, so 17, I've got Thor 1. 
Oh, uh, okay. now Spicy. I know. I think are no you love for Thor. You're, you're the oh, fan. there'll Sean, be love for Thor later. Sean, you're the fan of Thor. I mean, I, or, I enjoyed is it the Daniel? movies. I thought one of you was a huge Thor fan. Sean, like, I, I enjoyed Thor. I thought you're Thor allowed was, to say you're a big Thor fan. I think I mean, okay, I'm also, but I'm not, Megan I'm not, like I'm Thor a lot. Yeah, well, okay. I, I don't. I don't want to blow over everything too quick either. Does anyone want to say anything about? Or two, or I, 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 <laughs> no, I got I my I'm pretty sure we have our. Everybody's got a. I, I, I just recall Sean liking everybody. the first two. Almost. So okay. I mean, I don't, I don't dislike any of the Thor movies. Okay. Um, but I mean, there's nothing, especially I was Ragnarok was way better than the other two. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll one. get there. The reason I put Thor at 17 for my quick blurb is I watched it this year. I watched it, I think, coming back from Ireland, and I've already forgotten about it. Oh, and sad. it just didn't do anything for me. So I got Thor at 17. What do you got at 17? Uh, my 17 is Doctor Strange. Um, really? I, I think it's an okay movie. Uh, the visuals in it are incredible. Yeah. But yeah. a lot of, again, a lot of these Marvel movies kind of blend together for me in this like sort of area of my list. So what was enough to knock it down was all of the whitewashing controversy that surrounded the movie. With I, I and I know it does it it matters to people it doesn't matter to people who cares but I just think that there could have been a little bit more effort taken to actually putting Asian characters that were in the comics as Asian people in the movie instead well, of people. I actually read about that today. Um, the reason because it was the uh, Sorcerer Supreme or whoever uh, Tilda Swinton's character was the ancient one, the ancient one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reason that was so controversial was the comics. That's a Tibetan character. Mm-hmm. And Disney obviously wants to make money in China. China refused to reckon... They wouldn't show the movie with a Tibetan character. Mm -hmm. So then they thought, okay, is it worse if we cast another Asian as a Tibetan character? Or do we just just go with a white character? They went with the white character. I don't... It's a tough spot. I don't blame them for the decision. Yeah, I, I mean, I do. Just just because people that I've heard talk about the movie that are Asian were upset that it, there was no measure taken for the character to be Asian. Yeah. And in, in a movie that I think is okay, you know, Rachel McAdams is totally wasted that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, is th- that and the Scarlet Witch are the two Avengers that I don't understand because I have no idea what the limits of their powers are. Well, I don't think a couple of movies do either, because like exactly they go. We'll, up we'll, and down we'll talk about yeah. We'll talk about it later yeah. in the movie that we're talking about. But um, but yeah. So it it was. I just thought it was okay, and all of that other stuff controversy around in the movie was enough to knock it down to seventeen. For I will. I will say, and I guess we're not. It, like I said, I have a bottom ten and a top ten. Doctor Strange is going to be in my bottom ten. Um, I think they do a much better job realizing him in Infinity War, which is I, the next time he pops up. Yeah. I think. I don't know. Whenever they went back again, to the drawing yeah. board, they do they handle him better in Infinity War than they do in Doctor Strange. I guess yeah. Again, I don't know what it, I don't know what he can and can't do. But. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Sixteen. Uh, this is in the line of Iron Man two again because uh, I was just pissed. Uh, I've got Age of Ultron. Uh, okay, it's coming up for me. It's coming. Okay. Um, basically, I was just super disappointed. You know, coming off the last team up movie is Avengers, which I kind of expect you to have at least relatively high i have pretty high the first avengers movie? yeah okay yeah so to go awesome. from avengers to avengers of age age of ultron i'm i'm super psyched for another team-up movie and the trailers specifically pay, uh, played ultron so menacingly um i think he says something along like like hope that's the thing i'll take from first and he's mm-hmm. and he comes out in the movie and he's just this quippy shitty little bad guy instead of like Someone who you thought was going to destroy humanity. And there's, there's a small part in the middle of the movie where you're like, this guy's like somewhat menacing. 
And then by the third act, he's just like they're just throwing him across like across this planet. Yeah, I really wanted. He just didn't feel like a threat. The trailers, like I was so hyped from the trailers, and this is where I put Iron Man two of just my hype and just being let down. There's some sweet team up moments. There's some cool action, but overall, I was just let down, and that just kills the ranking on the movie for me. Yeah, I'm totally understandable. I think one thing that kind of disappointed me in particular was that I think Quicksilver was handled kind of poorly in comparison to uh, how X-Men handled the character. Yeah. I think they gave... Uh, in X-Men, he got such a cool treatment and he had this really cool scene where he's... In the uh, kitchen. Evan Peters was the actor. He just completely grabbed my attention and it was highlight of the entire movie. The kitchen in the White House? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was a sweet scene in slow motion. And then Quicksilver and Age of Ultron just... I mean, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but he's... We're, just, we already he's, spoilers. Yeah, yeah we, 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 we already spoiler-proofed everything. <laughs> he dies without he dies. without doing much of anything, if I he remember correctly. He saved some kids or something like yeah. that. Well, he, I mean, he saved one of the Avengers, didn't he? Did you save Hawkeye? I think that. I'll be honest, I forgot I think, a lot no, no, of Because everybody thought Hawkeye Witch was going to die, because they give Hawkeye yeah. the family scene, and then he's he, under he, fire or something. Well, they're, they're about to go on the ship that's taking him off, and he sees a little kid trapped under a rock. Yeah. So he goes, and then Ultron somehow, like, like Jagged has, like, one arm and one leg operation, but can, like, fully operate a plane or something like that. Starts, like, shooting at people, <laughs> and then Quicksilver just goes and, like, dies. He takes a bullet, yeah. yeah. I don't um, know how you could ever hit that man with a bullet. He's so fast. <laughs> supposed to <laughs> but be. Somehow, but somehow, but somehow he hit him, like, he was, several times. He, he was, had, like, eight bullet wounds. He was very distracted. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I got Ultron at 16. Just, yeah, that's well, It's just a letdown more than anything, so. Yeah, it, it's coming up for me. It was one that I was, when I saw it, I kind of wanted to defend. But as the, the more I thought about it, and actually, it's a surprising amount of these movies, I've forgotten parts of and had to go back to Wikipedia and read the plot summary. And that one more than anything, I kept reading the plot summary and being like, that's so dumb. I the only <laughs> what I will give it credit for, and I guess we're talking about it more than we're supposed to here, but what I will give it credit for and I guess we'll get to it overall, is I think Tony has a great arc throughout he's in more movies than anybody else. I love his arc of how each movie affects his decisions in the next movie. And you can see how everything builds to him wanting to create you can see how him Creating Ultron and fucking everything up leads into Civil War and everything. And I, I do like that plot thread throughout all the movies. I think yeah, Tony true. is handled well. So, What do you got at 16, AJ? All right, my 16 is it's going to be probably the lowest on my list out of anyone else's list. It's Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, <laughs> I, I Yeah, I, I mean, it's uh, critics love the movie because it's like kind of slow. It kind of is one of the more different Marvel movies, so it kind of stands out in people's eyes. Uh, I was just thoroughly bored throughout the entire movie. Uh, the ending did nothing for me. You know, uh, the entire part where he's small, normal Steve Rogers is garbage. If, if, if you're looking for it, this the, them CGIing his face over that small dude's body is <laughs> really bad. Uh, I mean, there, there's some okay scenes. I don't. I mean, I love Haley Atwell. I don't think they have a lot of chemistry just because. Chris Evans plays it so strange. He might have had better chemistry with Peggy in the later movies. Than yeah, no, I, I mean, I think that in the small moments that they get together in the later movies that they do have a lot better chemistry. Yeah. It's just, and, 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 and this will be a theme running throughout my list. I think, I, I just, I don't care about Captain America at all. I just, I just don't give a shit about why people like this guy so much. It's, it's like Superman to me. Like, I just, 
I don't care about either of them because they feel so indestructible to me. I think they played Cap. I mean, comparing those two, I think Cap is a much more realized character than Superman is in DC's. Yeah, no, no. Movies. I mean, I, I don't want to give it that crude of a comparison. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, anything DC is horrible. But uh, Aquaman. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that. Wonder Woman fucking rules. But, yeah, uh, not the third Oscar. act, but that's something. Oh, sorry Boy. for saying third act, Sean. <laughs> and then the first act is perfect. Batman before DC tried to get this whole Justice League thing off the ground was awesome. The whole Dark Knight trilogy. Oh yeah, that's right, absolutely excellent. But yeah, um, but yeah. So I mean, there's. I, I just didn't like it as a whole. There are some okay things like Tommy Lee Jones rules in that movie. Like, like <laughs> there, there, there are some like small bit parts. Um, Stanley Tucci is really good in his like one or two scenes. Like it's kind of a fun movie to look back on, but it's just it's so long, and I don't really like Red Skull that much, and. You they know. even got. They kind of wasted. Uh, what's his head on it too? The Matrix, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, Hugo Weaving. Yeah, yeah. Elrond. Yeah. Um, on the on that subject, actually, at fifteen, I have Captain America: The First Avenger. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, a couple of cool th- scenes I like in there. I like him diving on the grenade. I like the I can do this all day with bullies or whatever it was. Montage in World War Two was cool, and I like him going down with the ship. Like I think he says he owes Peggy a dance or whatever, and he goes and, and he goes on the ship. Or I think there were cool beats in there, but overall, kind of agree, kind of bored. I remember watching it, and I think most everyone knows I'm very easily amused by movies. Um, but I remember him basically just running through a Nazi base covertly, and I'm just like, how how is this happening? I'm like, look <laughs> at all these Nazis. Like, what what is how are they missing Captain America? He's right there. I don't know. That was just one weird takeaway I had from it. All right. So AJ, what do you got for number 15? My number 15 is the first Ant-Man movie. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So I, I know a lot of people like this because of how different it is. Shout out Dan Stahl. It's his favorite Marvel movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, R.I.P. Uh, Dan Stahl. Yeah. I hate to say it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just really didn't find this movie all that funny. Uh, I think Paul Rose's performance is okay. <laughs> Clint's very happy with this. But yeah, but um, I, I, Evangeline Lily's character, who ended up being the Wasp in the second movie, she is totally sidelined in that entire movie for no reason. She's, I think she's better at Paul Rudd at doing literally everything, and Michael <laughs> Douglas just finds a way to be like, "No, I need to protect you." <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually, and you know, I don't know where you have it, but we can segue to there. At fourteen for me, I have Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh no, I think Ant Man and the Wasp is significantly better. See, okay, that's interesting. I I have a gap between the two, so I guess this is our first bigger gap. Um, but I'm I'm just gonna take it into Ant Man and the Wasp. I already stole it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but we're supposed okay. to talk. We, we yeah, said we're supposed right, to talk about it. You're right. You're right. Um, so I got Ant Man on the Lost at 14. Um, more or less, I compared it straight up to Ant Man. I found myself more amused with Ant Man. Um, more Evangeline Evan Evangeline Lily. Thank you. Um, <laughs> is not a bad thing. Uh, I think I just it's found a, that's great. It's a great thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I I just found myself a little more board overall i think maybe they took it a little more serious and took it way less serious you think it was less serious than wasp i mean they i mean so 
in the first one, it's just the suits that can go big and small. Whereas in the second one, there's everything. cars, there's all sorts of shit that just like the, the physics of everything makes no sense. No, well, and even Ant Man, because uh, I think everything's supposed to keep its density. And in the second one, they're shrinking a building and just carrying yeah. it around. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. How is that serious? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I guess I thought with the whole the bad guy and the friend and the the doctor being a bad guy and like all that, like yeah. I think they played it more seriously versus. The first one, um, Michael Pena doing the recaps of everything, and like Paul Rudd in general. Like, I, didn't, I, didn't uh, I, I liked the lightheartedness of it. Um, I will say, I will say for Ant Man and the Lost, post credit scene was, I guess, one of the more important post credit scenes yeah. in all of the Marvel Probably top movies. three. See, I haven't even seen it, so I have no clue what the post credit scene oh, is. Wow. Would you like the spoiler since we're here? <laughs> I, we, we I mean, I've seen what the spoiler <laughs> ends up becoming. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah, because they've seen there's Infinity been no War. movie since there. But Infinity War came out before. Oh, oh sorry, we're talking about Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. No, yeah. no, don't tell me that one, no. Okay. Yeah, never but mind. But it's so important for Infinity War. Uh, if you want to say it, I don't care. Like, go ahead. I think we kind of need to to get towards our end game discussion. Um, I mean, are, are you going to. I mean, I feel like you're going to talk about Infinity War much later. Right? No, but for end game, I'm uh, saying. Okay. I mean, we're not, I mean we All right, we'll come back. We'll come back to that. It will. It's, an impor- it's a very important. And yeah. his credit scene, so it's not Does one of those. Why ones. He, he wasn't with the Avengers at the, at yeah. the time? Prob- yes. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I know right. what that's about. AJ, oh. but yeah. So I mean, just, AJ, just, you're 14. <laughs> well, I mean, just interject real quick. Your your uh, talk about the uh, them taking more seriously with the villains. That just means that the villains better. That it's deeper. I, I, well, I, yeah. I, I, I love the whole ghost thing, even though it does again, it doesn't make sense. But <laughs> that chick, I've I've seen her in like a couple movies. She was in like one of the Star Wars movies. The chick that plays Ghost. She was in the in the Ant Man and the Wasp, and she is one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my whole life. She's like Anne. Uh, yeah, Anne Perkins. You whatever <laughs> ethnically ambiguous, beautiful whatever. The, exactly. The whole yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You work on yeah, your so, song. Yeah, I, I, I thought Ant Man and the Wasp was great. I left a lot more at the Ant Man and the Wasp than the original. Ant-Man. Interesting. Okay. But yeah, so the original Ant Man didn't love. We we'll go on to that a movie that Ryan's already talked about. I think it was his 16 uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, again, we we already kind of talked about most of it. Somehow, so Joss Whedon's the director. He directed that in the first Avengers movie, and he wrote the script for Cabin in the Woods. I love the man. Everything he touches kind of turns to gold. I mean, he does as much with this weird script as he can. And there's just something special about all the Avengers being together to where I think some of the standalone films bear this weight of having to give too much to do for this one character. Whereas in the Avengers movies, they can do shorthand for all of these little characters to come together at the same time. And I think that... um, just that sort of sensibility works really well. Joss Whedon knows that shorthand for making the great first Avengers movie. And he carries that as far as he can. There's a lot of weird plot elements with it. Like we talked about Ultron. He's okay for a little bit, but I don't really know what he is or what his capabilities are or what he can and can't do. And the whole Sokovia sequence with you know picking up part of a planet and taking it so far into the sky and dropping it and it having this massive um this massive uh result of you know what's going to happen i don't understand what's going on with that (laughs) it's just so much of that movie doesn't really make sense but there's like there's so many little fun moments like everyone trying to pick up uh, the hammer yeah thor's hammer at the party and capping 
having and, like, like budgets. Yeah, 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 I love that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I and, think, and then Vision just picks it up later, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> I think Cap. Well, he's completely pure. The pure yeah, heart. It's he a pure has heart the ladies. whatever yeah. Um I think almost too much of Joss creeped into the script. I loved it in Avengers, but it's kind of my complaint with Ultron. Of I'm not someone to complain about too quippy, but I really didn't like Ultron being quippy. He, I, I think you're right on that. I think and it he, makes, he, he did go too like Whedon with it because yeah. the quips in the first Avengers movie work like gangbusters. Yeah. But the second one, there are some that work really well, but there are others that don't work. And I, well, I think that's kind of the nature of the villain too. I think Loki is kind of this trickster, and it, it just kind of plays well. Ultron's like this robot dude yeah. who's trying to well, the blacklist can, dude. They play yeah. it, yeah, <laughs> James Spader. And you can play it off as it, it's it's it is Tony's personality. It's part it's part of that leaking through. Mm-hmm. But and like I mentioned the trailer, I really wanted him to be super menacing. And when he comes out just being like a bad Tony, like it's kind of a weak villain yeah. to have. So no, for sure I agree. Um, but that's, so you had Ultron at fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, at thirteen, probably maybe this will be the biggest spread we have on it. I've got Black Panther at thirteen. Ooh. Um, and we'll discuss it further later Um, we've discussed Black Panther on a previous podcast Um, (laughs) I really enjoyed the bad guys in Black Panther part of me is just bitter over the reception this movie received Um, because he's a racist yes (laughs) (laughs) damn nobody likes my white superhero movies enough (laughs) yeah Um, that's the main reason um to, to me, I just I didn't think the movie got reviewed uh, compared to other Marvel movies, and I understand it, you know, being landmark, the director, the cast. I get that, but that can't be the reason it's a good movie. That doesn't make a good movie. That's the start and, to a good movie. Why? why? Why does it have anything to do with it though? That's because representation is so key. It's been white people headlining movies for so long. It's just. It's so impactful to watch so many movies with the fucking white people everywhere. Okay, but where you just I, just see a landscape of black people, it's just like. But that doesn't it, make a good. I, that doesn't make a good Marvel movie when we're what's... ranking Marvel movies. I mean, Most I agree. I agree it would anyways. have been weird if you cast the entire city of Wakanda as white. Yeah, like, that, 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 that wouldn't have fit. <laughs> but like, I don't see why. It also be, would be weird to cast a Tibetan monk as a white person, but they did it anyway. But there's even more. There's like I didn't real, even know that was the case. real life yeah. geopolitics <laughs> to that. Of China's gonna, you can't, you don't just willy nilly piss off China because Tibet is a super sensitive geopolitical make enough money anyways. issue. Um, so I, I'm just gonna interject here, and I'm gonna say that Ryan is just going off of a different set of ideas for what he's looking for in a movie he's you know, it's not necessarily like th- this difference in opinion doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things we can grab different no because we're looking here. at different yeah. aspects of the movie to me I love the bad guys I think the fact that you made a superhero movie where the superhero is the most boring part of the movie which I think you addressed in a previous sure. podcast that's, that's a big negative to me um, every time Michael B. Jordan shows up, it's awesome. Every time Claw, Claw, uh, Claw shows up, uh, it's awesome. Uh, but I thought the movie dragged at large parts. I thought Siri was strangely out of place with her quips about the, the what are those scene and stuff like that. I thought it was really weird. Um, I mean, it's at, it's, a, it's 13 out of 20. It's just below my halfway point. Um, but like I said, I think part of me is bitter of, I'm looking at rankings where it's number two, number three, number four, number five. And I'm just like, you're ranking it based on things outside of 
the Marvel movie, and I'm just reviewing it straight on. How does this compare to other Marvel movies? So, okay, yeah, and, yeah. and I don't, I don't blame you for that, but I, I do think cultural impact and <laughs> representation does matter for a lot of people, and I think that's why that's it does, it does, you know, pop up so high. That's fair. I mean, I, I yeah. don't get it. I'm not, um, you know, I'm just a white dude. I don't. But <laughs> Ryan's <laughs> coming from a place of Marvel love. I'm coming from a love of cinema. Yeah, so that's true. And that's we, how we review. But we, the we look at it. Week. We look at it a little bit different way. Yeah. yeah. I guess from my standpoint, I just look at it. How did I enjoy the movie? Like that's something like oh, that, casting. That, 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 I mean, that plays much into uh, something like casting. Like I think if they had, like for instance, if they had cast the entire nation of Wakanda as white, like you, <laughs> you, would, you, you would watch the movie and just be scratching your head, like <laughs> like what's going sense. on here? But like, I mean, they did a good job with casting it, but I don't think that like for me that doesn't add anything to it. Had they done a poor job casting it, that would have definitely detracted from the movie. But them doing a good job doesn't like, like it just it, watching it. It felt natural. But like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't add anything for me. I, I'm totally okay with that standpoint. But I think that you're going into it with a given that you think that all these black people. Whereas it, often in the past, it has not been that way. So just yeah. to see it actually played out the way that you think feels natural and comfortable to you, I think that's a plus. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be the biggest disparity on the list. It's going to be much later on the list. Yeah. Yeah, unless, we'll, you we'll have, unless you have my 13 at your, like, in size. We'll see. What do you got at 13? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh. <laughs> we might have a bigger disparity. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, uh, I have watched this movie twice. Uh, I didn't like it that much the first time I saw it, and I wanted to give it another fair, clean slate go away before I made this list. So I actually watched it here with Ryan and various other people, and I also did not like it again. Uh, I, my my first review that I wrote on Letterboxd of it kind of went into the, some of the details of why I didn't like it. My second review was one sentence, which is BRB, Mining for Nostalgia. Which I think is what the movie leans on with 18 crutches. All this 80s soundtrack stuff. Um, I don't like Chris Pratt as an actor in general, and I think that he's bad as Star-Lord. Um, th- there are some funny dance sequences he does and whatever, but um, uh, the-, the best character in the movie is Rocket. Uh, I think oh, Bradley, Cooper, Bradley Cooper gives a phenomenal voice, voice performance in that movie. Not as good as Star is Born performance. Um, no, I, I, I'd say his performance as Rocket is better. His voice performance? Yeah. Man. The fact that I, I think, think, it's the I think if I played done. one of his songs to somebody and just said, listen to this musician, they'd be like, holy shit, like, that's a good musician. Yeah, because so, it, it's, is, it's fairly like, easy to imitate like that sort of country rock style. Yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think his voice performance as Rocket is literally the best thing he's ever done. It's, he transforms himself. I would keep. Yeah, but uh, it's, you know, it just... There's so much in the movie that I don't care about, especially the villain. I mean, I could be the worst villain. In He's back in movie. Captain Marvel. What? Fuck it. I, you, I, I already Marvel. didn't really want to see that movie after watching all these Marvel movies. I don't want to watch it even more now. You have to. Yeah, but, yeah, he, he's one of the worst Marvel villains. And I think that even when you talk <laughs> about that agree. movie, you will agree with me on that sentiment. But As, I, I, just, I just don't think it's that funny. I don't really. It's just, it's not a movie for me. I just don't get it. Worse than Mickey Rourke? It's pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's worse than Mickey Rourke. Yeah. So, as as someone who is probably a Marvel nerd, I don't know how Ronan stacks up against Captain Marvel. Isn't Captain Marvel one of the? He's not the bad. He's not the bad guy. Okay. He's just in it as a Cree. But it's gonna be Jeremy Renner as Ronan, right? 
Uh, in the Captain Marvel movie? No, Lee Pace or... is Ronan. Okay. Renner, yeah, Jeff, Ren, Renner is Hawkeye. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just, I just, I don't know. Somebody no, said you're... something about Ronan, and I, I probably said it. Ronan is Lee Pace. Um, uh, who's the guy, who's the good looking guy from the Enemy at the Gates and the, God, Sherlock know. Holmes and the British, who's the British dude? Martin Freeman? Nah. No, he's already in it. Um, yeah. God, it'll come back to me. But anyways, um, so yeah, 13, I got Black Panther. Uh, You're 12. You get Guardians. I just did my 13. Yeah, number 12, I've got Doctor Strange. Um, okay. I don't have much to add. You know, my my back 10, <laughs> with the exception of Iron Man 2 and Hulk, are pretty shuffleable. Um, Doctor Strange, visuals were awesome. You noted yeah, that. I agree. Um, I liked... I liked the ending, the uh, Dormammu, I've come to bargain, I think was a creative ending to it, I think that, which is different than, mm, yeah. I mean, I think generally most every Marvel movie has a big fight at the end, and his was just him logicking his way out of a situation, uh, a little different, yeah. visuals were really cool in the movie, yeah. other than that, probably the most boring origin story. And, and that was, I, I'm glad that you brought that up, that final scene up, because one of the things I didn't talk about when I talked about it is that it feels like two movies crushed into one. Yeah. Whereas I feel like the first half is an origin story and the second half is like a second chapter movie where like they, they do save s- the world. They time skip. Yeah, yeah, but but, but that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm yeah. just just there's gonna be two Doctor Strange, if not fifteen Doctor Strange movies. Yeah. Just do the origins first one, have him be the ancient one, and then save the world in the second one. You they have to do it both in one movie. They skip or I think they waste um What's his head from Hannibal and Casino Royale? Oh, Mads Mikkelsen. They waste Mads, Mads Mikkelsen. Mads. I think he could come back. He just has weird makeup on. He's pres- he's possessed by an interdimensional demon. I kind of hope he comes back and they do a better job with him. I think he's yeah. a great actor. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll see what happens there. I think they set up Baron uh, Mordor. 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 But fuck. What she would tell Edge for? Yeah. Scare his character. What's his name? Baron. Mo- I don't know. I want to say Mordor. Know. I'm drunk. It's I'm not tr- Lord I, of the Rings. I, I, I've tried to forget about that. <laughs> Anyways, Lord Lord. But yeah, he, he's going to be the bad guy in the second one, right? Ninety nine percent. Yeah, but I think I think that's a good setup there of like their friends. Ninety five percent of the movie. But also, he's um, kind of he's kind of wasted. Like he just yeah. Of, he kind of comes up and says a convenient thing, like he's supportive of him when he needs to be and he's not, not like supportive that. of yeah. him when he doesn't. Agreed. But at least they established a relationship for him to go. You see where the divide is between them for a different, for another movie. I'm sure there'll be another movie at some point. Yeah, but that's my twelve. I don't have I don't have a strong feelings on it. It could yes, be sir. lower. It, in, <laughs> in earlier iterations of my list, it was it was higher. It was around that 14, okay. 12 range. So yeah, I mean on rewatches of some of these, I think I've seen Doctor Strange twice, and I've only seen some of the other ones below it once. Maybe it falls, maybe it rises, but yes, I, don't, I don't care. What do you got at twelve? Um, my twelve is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Okay. Uh, which I just like slightly more than the first one because it still has some of the same sensibilities that I don't love. It leans on that 80s soundtrack a little bit more. But I love Kurt Russell in the movie. I think he brings a great villain sensibility. Um, I don't really understand the third act when they're basically fighting him as a planet. But uh, 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 that, that part yeah. aside, I think the first two acts of the movie are legitimately pretty good. Uh, they kind of have figured out James Gunn, who again, a, a, a part of the first movie I don't love is that he has no idea how to shoot action in that first movie, especially when they're out in space. It's just incomprehensible. But when, on, e- on ego, or not on ego, on uh, nowhere. Whenever he ejects himself from the spaceship, yeah, yeah, nowhere. Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. But um, 
The second one, James Gunn doesn't knows a lot of what he's doing. He has a new uh, DP on the movie. The shots look a lot cleaner. Hashtag DP. This is your Browns shout out moment when they portrayed porn on their uh, the side of their building for twenty minutes. I meant director of photography. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Browns. Uh, if you tweeted hashtag DP for the dog pound, uh, they would portray your tweet on the side of their building, and okay. uh, that went askew. All right. Anyways, <laughs> this podcast already long enough, but um, but yeah, so it's, 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 that's the main drinking game. Okay, is no, when does Ryan pick Cleveland? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, it's a lot cleaner of a movie. Uh, they really have the uh, the characters uh, better realized in it, and they're relationship works better i think that drax gets better with each movie especially including um infinity war he's great in that movie but he's great in volume two also much better than he was used in volume one and also michael rooker as i don't know what the fuck his name is in inodo or what is it i'm mary poppins y'all no, no 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 let Ron, me say it's it. rondu that's the I, Yondu. 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 I cried yeah. laughing at that because they're, they're just floating down. He's floating out of the arrow thing. And also, there's very gratuitous violence in both of these movies that is just very overlooked. But in the second one, when he does it with the arrow where he's cutting through other people, I was like, this is kind of cool. But um, he's floating down on the arrow and fucking Starlight's right next to him. And he's like, you look like Mary Poppins. Like, he's going to try and like talk shit to him. And he's like, is he cool? Because... <laughs> Yeah, he's pretty cool, man. <laughs> Mary Poppins, y'all. I, I literally fucking died laughing. Like I, I never thought I'd laugh that much in a Guardians movie. So, so the, the, that I mean, he's so wasted in the first fucking movie, but he's so good in the second one. So there were just these little things to push it over. I think they're both like pretty equivalent movies. I could see people putting it, you know, flip flopping them on their list. But I like the second Guardians a little bit more. Um, so moving on, number 11, I put Ant-Man at 11. Um, I know you have Wasp higher. Okay. I, it's my 11. Wasp is my 11. Okay, so and you know we can tag team these. So we, we basically have an inverted. Where's the first, where's Ant-Man and Wasp on your list? 14. 14 instead of so 15. I, I, so I have a fifth, I have the first okay. Ant-Man 15, so we basically yeah. flip-flop. I thought Ant-Man 1 was funnier. Um, I just, <laughs> well, that's well, it. I say that. Yeah. I, I, mean, mean, oh, I mean, if you thought it was funnier, that's fine. And I'm, but I don't have a diff- much different take on it from Wasp either. It's just my immediate picks, but I put take one ahead of the other, but they were both pretty good. I like that. They, I think are probably the most different from the rest of the Marvel movies as yeah. far as they're not. Well, I would say Terribly, the, the Guardians movies are probably a little bit more different. Yes, but Ant Man is less superhero oriented. Sure, like he can. He's just a hero, but yeah, Paul Rudd just plays the everyman yeah. more than anything. His it's it's a family movie. It's a crime movie. Like he, mm-hmm. so I'd say that's kind of similar to what um, maybe not so much in Homecoming, but kind of what Spider Man's been played up as. Kind yeah, Spider Man's like a young yeah. adult kind of thing. You have the sure. family of Ant Man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just I like Ant-Man and the Wasp a little bit more just because I think the relationship with Paul Rudd and his daughter is a little bit better realized in the second one, whereas in the first one it's kind of just paid lip service to. Um, I again I liked Evangeline Lily's character getting a lot more to do. It's kind of Wasp and the Ant-Man as far as I see it. He's kind of t- he kind of takes the backseat, which I think is good because she fucking rules in it. And I, again I like the villain a little bit more. Peter Stoll in the first one I think is fucking horrible. Yeah. Um, one thing I like in the first one is, and I don't remember seeing this a ton, but I like that the stepdad isn't the bad guy. 
I think they yeah. play him really well. Well, I mean, it, 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 it's very interesting how they do play him. Is that they play him in the beginning to play him like he's the bad guy, but then he comes around at the end. Well, he's just he. I mean, Paul Rudd's not a good dude, and I think yes. that's what you come to realize is like he's not the stepdad's not wrong either. Yes, and so I right. like that. That's that's kind of a different trope. Of course, of, uh, yes. He's not a dick. Like he's a good. He's also a good father, and they get they end up getting along. So I I like that part of Ant Man also. Yeah, I, I do agree with that, and it's. Um, I, you know the, the shrinking and the getting big and stuff. It's pretty cool. Um, and, and his and, and, friend and, <laughs> Anthony, Ant, his his friend. I think that's great. Yeah, that, that is my namesake there. But um, <laughs> the uh, the first one, or, I mean, Ant Man and the Wasp. I think better realized the difference in the scale between the small and the large. Whereas the first one, I kind of never really, except for when we were in the ant tunnels. That was when I kind of felt with like we were small. But I feel like the Ant Man and the Wasp does a great job of knowing when they're big and knowing when they're small. That's fair. Um, what do you got? Top ten time. What do you got? Eleven. Oh, you have Wasp. Oh yeah. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah, top ten time. So for me, moving into pretty much clearly what I would consider top ten, slightly different from AJ's. Uh, But number ten, not too much of a variation here. But I've got Guardians two at number ten. Okay. Uh, But like I said, definitely in my light category. Mm -hmm. Um, I. Yeah, you liked it more than Guardians 1, I guess, so I'll have to defend Guardians one more. A uh, couple things I thought about it. I like, uh, and you, I know a little bit more about the comics than you do, Ego as a planet makes more sense. He, if you remember in 1, they go to Nowhere, which was like an ancient one's head that they're in. Yeah, basically. again, I, I, I tried Ego, to forget that movie. Yeah, but, Ego, yeah, Ego is this supremely powerful, origin of the universe kind of guy. That's kind of where all the power's coming from and stuff. So he's just a projection of himself. That's how that fight goes down yeah i had never heard i'd never heard of nowhere to my knowledge before that but what i really i do really like and this pays off in infinity war and chris pat practice shit on in infinity war but the scene in guardians 2 where he said uh ego says that's why i had to put a tumor in her brain and chris pratt immediately just shoots him in the face even though it's just a cosmic projection basically yeah um which he doesn't sell it at all uh, all right, all right. That's if that's your take. But as far as his character goes, you see how impulsive he is about the ones he loves, and so I love how buddy buddy he's been with Kurt Russell, and Kurt Russell pretty much drops that he kills killed his mom, and he just immediately goes into murder mode over it. Uh, I thought that was fucking rules. I, I thought that was a cool scene. Um, I thought Guardians Two had some jokes that were drawn out a little too long compared to Guardians One. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fruit, the bad fruit one, or whatever. If you remember that, I already don't. I okay. don't remember them. Uh, I watched the other like another Doctor Who shout out. Karen Gillian, gorgeous. She's she was got her start in Doctor Who actually. Who is that? A Nebula, the blue bald one. She's oh, a yeah. gorgeous yeah, Scottish I mean, redhead. Really yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And in both movies, I love the soundtracks. I don't think they use it as a crutch. I think the music is fitting. I think the they explain the inclusion of the music in the movie well. Uh, that's uh, so. I was a fan of it. Guardians two. I didn't like it as much as Guardians one. I didn't laugh quite as much, um, but I'm a fan. Just as a little side comment about the uh, the soundtrack for myself because I actually really enjoyed it. I know it plays into a lot of people's nostalgia. I don't have that much nostalgia for the music. Yeah, the music. I wasn't alive and I still enjoyed it. You know, <laughs> my parents did play it a little bit when I was growing up, and maybe there's there's some kind of emotion coming out there. But I, I just I think the soundtrack just kind of fits with 
uh, Chris Pratt's character, and maybe because you don't like Chris Pratt's character, you don't care that much. It's about it's the not soundtrack. just it's just it's popular music that you could have a pre-existing attachment to going into the movie. You don't necessarily have to yourself, but other people do, and it's it's a song that people know. I, mean, I would so argue I, like I knew the song in Guardians One. No I know one that knew. song going to, going into the movie. Really? I had, yeah. I would argue most people I know did from not the know the trailer. Yeah. I would argue most people didn't know that song. I, I yeah. I, I, I knew I, most of those songs going into the movie. Maybe it's just because I had a phase where I went through and listened to a lot of older used music, but no, I, I love I, notes I, out of it. But it's, it, it, even if I didn't really know the song, you know the beats. They're all they're all popular songs. So you, you have you have pre existing notions going into that movie of the of the song. Should so we debate, which carry through a good feeling through the movie? Should we That's debate? Why it's a should we debate how bored Sean looks right now? Is that an important <laughs> topic to bring up? <laughs> <laughs> we can't even watch it. Sean, do you have anything to contribute on Guardians too? Or any of the previous movies we've talked about. I liked about. both of the Guardians movies. I thought they were pretty comical. Which I think was really the main goal of both of the movies. They seem to be more comedy focused than the other ones. Than action movies? Yes. Yeah. I agree. Other thing I liked in Guardians 2, I liked the send-off for Yondu. I liked having the Ravagers yes. come back. Everything about Michael Rooker is so fucking good. <laughs> God damn, he's so good. Uh, yeah, what did he say? I wasn't your father. He wasn't your daddy or something like that. Whatever it was. He's not your father, but he's still your dad, something like that. Yeah. I may not have been your father, but I'm still your daddy or something. Yeah, like that. yeah that was a great line. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's, yeah, so he's great in there, so I like that too. But um, uh, would you have a number 10? My number 10. Let's get into it, boys. Avengers Infinity War is my number 10. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think it's okay. Um, there are a lot of things that I think are good about the movie and there are a lot of things that I think are bad about the movie. Uh, I'll just start with one of my big bads at the first is that I wish Thanos had his own origin movie and that this wasn't trying to half be his origin movie. Um, I would have loved to have seen the whatever 10 years it took him to get the Power Stone whereas he gets the other 5 in seemingly 48 hours. Um, <laughs> uh, and I mean, you know, I know that they kind of compound on each other so the more you get, the more powerful you are or whatever, but... Um, there's also a bunch of planets that I had never heard of before that we go to. And it's like, oh, we got to go to this place. And I feel like I'm supposed to know where that place is. And I have no idea what the fuck that is. I think the only one that was new was the Soul Stone. I think everything else. The, 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 the planet Titan? with the with dwarf on it. Nedavalier? Oh. The okay. Sun, yeah. And, and then you, you said uh, apparently Nowhere had been mentioned. I had never heard of it. Nowhere was in Guardians 1. That's where that's, that the whole collector. The collector not, is. Yeah, I, I had no idea about that. Are you sure it'll tell but, um, but yeah, Power so, the Duck? Yeah, no, I, I mean, I've, I've seen them there. I just, I, just I, I had no idea what was going on with that. But um, the, uh, the Wakanda fight sequence is horrific. Uh, it's, it, it, there's, there's no concept of space. Um, everyone's just kind of running at each other. We're fighting this horde of face, literally faceless monsters, like out of a Cloverfield movie. And there's, I just, there's, there's also so much at the end where. I thought that they were going to do a really good job with killing the people off. And, like, Bucky's death was very emotional because, like, Captain, like, Cap, like, goes and, like, slides over and tries to, like, literally gather his ashes. But then it's, like, Black Panther dies. And it's, like, dude, there's... Black Panther made a billion dollars. Give me another Black Panther movie. Well, they already announced it, didn't they? Well, I, I, but, like, <laughs> but, like, Bucky literally could have died and no one would, like... It would not have had an impact on anything else. Yeah. Same with, like, some of the other smaller characters. But in, like... The most emotional moment in the movie when Spider-Man dies and he says your famous line that you said in the top ten movies, 
I, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. That literally almost brought tears to my eyes, and then my brain was like, AJ, there's a Spider-Man movie coming out in July I know. this year. <laughs> like, right, he's so going to be okay. I, but it's, I mean, but there are some things I love in the movie. The sequence on Titan, where it's... Uh, where, where it's well, but I mean, it's, it's Iron Man, Spider-Man... Doctor three, Strange, and Doctor Strange, and three of the Guardians fighting Thanos. I love that. That's one of my favorite sequences. When they do the alien thing, when he's like, "Hey, you should have <laughs> seen that really old." Movie. <laughs> <laughs> Again, that shouldn't work because they already used that joke, but it was really funny. I, like, I loved it, and I love how they cast him out onto space. Um, it kind of it, it's it the the second and third Avengers movie don't really know how to start. I think I think the first Avengers movie starts perfectly, but Age of Ultron and Infinity too eager to get into the action. I will, I wish sure. that they would build it up a little bit like the first one did. I, and again, we'll see how we'll see how that despairs with the first one being much higher on my list. But I, you know, th- th- there are parts that I like in the movie. There are lines that I laughed a lot at. Like I said, I love Drax in the movie. Um, I, yeah. I, I love when Bucky picks up Rocket and they like shoot in a circle at people. <laughs> like there are little moments that are great. Like when um, the Scarlet Witch comes out of nowhere and like throws this machine above, and Denai Guerrero's character just goes. She was in the fucking building the whole time. <laughs> like it's it, it's a cool movie. It's fun. It's the most ambitious crossover movie of all time. Blah blah blah. But uh, it, it's it's fun. Thanos is a semi engaging villain. He's not one of my favorites, but I do like him. Yeah. So I, I just wish I would have known more about him going into the movie. So the movie, I feel like the first half is like a mashed up Thanos origin movie into like an Avengers movie. And there are parts where it's like, they want me to care about Thanos, like, caring about killing Gamora, and I'm like, fuck you, movie. Like, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> I, I don't know. We'll get back to it, because I have it higher on my list. But I sure. do respect that, I think, one of their biggest complaints about Marvel movies, for probably 17 out of 20 of them, is the bad guy is a weak point. And I like... He's Okay. I, I don't know anything they, about this guy. At least they went to set him up. He was in the background of a lot of movies. Yeah, but and I he's think, given one throwaway scene. Yeah, yeah, uh, like the post credit scene. So yeah, uh, thirty seconds in a Avengers movie. Guardians. If that. He's in the main movie of. But what, what were you gonna say, Mitch? I was just gonna say like I, I think that some of it relied on people already kind of knowing a little yeah. bit about him, um, and I think, and this isn't a, a strength. I think it's actually a little bit of a detriment, but like if you did that extra bit of looking into it, he felt very fleshed out, and he he felt like a, a pretty strong villain looking back on it. Um, but I can definitely understand where you're coming from. It definitely seems like they just went zero to one hundred really. Quick. If nothing else, I, I feel like I would have. There are two scenarios in which I would have loved this movie to death, and the one is that Thanos has his own origin movie in which I already have shorthand for him going in. I have shorthand for every other character. But I have to figure out about him in Infinity War, so, which is why if he would have had his own origin story, I would have had shorthand for him going in. The movie could have been shorter, and sure. I would have liked it better. The other is if they actually had the balls to build these people and stop making movies. <laughs> I think Gamora might be dead. Yeah, I mean, that's. I but I, I, I'm, I'm talking about the important people that make the billions of dollars with their own movies. Understand. No, I. We'll come back to I do like that the ori- everyone left is the original Avengers. I think that's a cool full circle. To come, and now the original Avengers are gonna have to figure out how to stop this, and I guarantee you, some of them die in the process. So I think that's a kind of a cool. I think that's a cool way to do the cliffhanger. And then Ant Man saves the day because mass doesn't even matter in his world now. <laughs> God damn it! 
We can we'll we can address that. But so yeah, so uh, real quick before we move on to your number nine, because I think that's where we're going next, right? Yeah. So just to tie back into the top ten movies of twenty eighteen podcast that we have, because I've updated my twenty eighteen list with both Ant Man and the Wasp and Avengers Infinity War. And so I have now seen a total of 64 movies. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp will be 45, and Avengers Infinity War will be 42. Hmm. Okay. All right, fair enough. Mitchell and one other movie one. that we'll talk about later. <laughs> but, the one I, other movie that we'll talk about later Black is Panther. much higher. That's fair. No, I, I think I had it a lot higher just because, or Infinity War a lot higher just because I cared about these characters a lot longer, and I, I put a little bit more into it, I, I think. And even though I, I know objectively the movie isn't perfect, I think it hits a lot of spots for me that I, I really right. enjoyed. Yeah, I don't give a shit about these people. <laughs> number, <laughs> number nine, I got Civil War, Captain America Civil War. Wow, that low? Hey. Okay. Well, I guess I'm curious where you've got it now. Okay. Um, like I said, top ten could be shuffled pretty easily. Um, I really like... <laughs> Shout out Sean, the third act of the movie. He's talking about <laughs> He's like, who talks about acts of a movie? And I was like, I don't know. I, I just yeah. watched the movie. I was like, I'm not a particular <laughs> movie snob, but like I feel like the three acts is a pretty common way to address a movie. But I would agree with you. Um anyways, third act, I loved I lo- I really like the bad guy in this movie. I love that he's just a puppet master the whole time. He's not a superhero. Mm-hmm. Um he just orchestrates. Um I really like how they play up that you could you could see yourself siding with Tony or Cap on which side of the debate to take um, over... Depending on your relation to the character. Yeah, and legislating superheroes, you know, how you feel about that. And I really like um, that final... I mean, it's it's only a couple minutes of the movie, but uh, Cap and Bucky versus Tony, that final fight, I think it's really well choreographed, and I think it's might be the most meaningful fight in the whole franchise. Of uh, We've got, you know, I was... He was my friend, Tony, so was I. And both, you know, everybody coming very close to killing each other. Mm-hmm. Cap throwing down his shield. Like, I think, I it's, love that. It's the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's left on an ambiguous note. You don't know what's going on. People are fighting against each other that you think would be Somebody, with yeah. each other. It's, yeah, yeah it's, it's a movie that I was questioning when I watched, but as it's gone, it's rose high, high, high on my list. Interesting. Um, well, a lot of ripples throughout the other movies. Yeah, I mean, though. you didn't even talk about the airport fight. The airport scenes, fight seems is, sweet. I get that it's, it's sweet. I get that it is rather inconsequential. Neither side is fighting to harm each other. Um, the only result of it is that Rhodey is paralyzed, but he's already walking by the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, but it, I mean, Struggling it's sweet. Way. It's sweet seeing everybody fight. I it's won't say. <laughs> literally my favorite scene in any Marvel movie. Spider Man in that scene is awesome. He's incredible. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, Ant Man's great too. Again, you know, <laughs> but like two carries, we don't we don't really have like that's why I love that so much is we don't have shorthand for these characters. We don't know who they are. They kind of get thrown into this movie before they have their own origin stories. Kind of. I mean, Spider Man definitely. Well, the one thing I wish, but, and you know, you came in way late, but they announced the that they had gotten the rights back to Spider-Man right before uh, mm-hmm. Civil War came out. And I can't imagine how many people would have shit their pants if they didn't announce that they oh, had the God, rights to Spider-Man. Amazing. Yeah. So that's one part I of mean, I, I mean, I kind of knew, but I didn't even really know he was going to play that much of a part in it. Yeah. If they would have not announced, one, and two, not shown Stark recruiting him, mm-hmm. if he would have swung into that battle and said, hey, what's oh, up, Mr. Stark? Ruled. <laughs> there would have been 
orgasms across the, the world. Like, it was <laughs> still... It still rolls as it is. would have said something. <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to keep it secret. Um, yeah. So... I'm so surprised. I, I, I thought for sure that was going to be in, a top, in your top five. It's, that's top it's five coming up. Me. It's coming up later for me. Uh, all right, fair enough. I love... Pretty much a nine to one. I love them all. I'll watch them. I'll watch them endlessly. Yeah. So what do you got at what do you got at nine? Uh, my my nine is the other Captain America movie we haven't talked about yet, which is Captain America: The Winter Soldier, uh, which I like. We might have those flipped, honestly. Yeah, we could. Which I know a lot of people have this one pretty high. I like it fine. Uh, I enjoy it as a mix of a Marvel movie with like sort of a spy espionage thriller at the same time. Yeah, I think. Chris Evans' best performances in this movie from this from the Marvel movie oh, standpoint. Far, He's so good and charismatic in that movie. And um, uh, I always want to say Scarlet Witch. It's Black Widow. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's character. She's so good in that movie. Shout out Clint's girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, she is hot. <laughs> yeah, she might be hottest in that movie. I mean, she's really hot in that movie. But, um, she's hot in Avengers. They do... Yeah. Lo- Josh, Avengers two though shots of of her. Josh her. loves a good no. long shot of, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So um, she's great. Their chemistry together is so great because they have this like weird semi platonic, semi could be like a romantic relationship that never comes to fruition. But um, you know, I mean, the Hydra stuff's okay. Uh, I don't really give a shit about Robert Redford's. Part of the villain deal. I love that um, Robert Redford was like, "Yeah, I'm in for this." <laughs> well, but, but that's the thing too is like Robert Redford's in the movie. Obviously, he's gonna be the bad guy. Like they kind of, no, I feel like he's always a good guy. Not, but they just, they try. To, it's a thing yeah. where like with a movie that we haven't talked about, which I'm so glad. Uh, but uh, Guy Pierce and them and uh, Iron Man three. Uh, it's You're just happy like, they have that lower. You mean? Yes. That's what I'm <laughs> but um, it's just like having an actor that's that big in that movie. You only get them to take like that small role if they're going to actually mean something to the movie. Yeah. So you know there are parts I didn't love. Uh, I love Anthony Mackie's whole origin story. He kind of gets in that movie. Anthony Mackie's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he's great like, because he, he's he's just like a normal straight man like Ant Man, but he takes his job so seriously. Yeah, I like his relationship that they established with Cap even from the start. Of, yeah. They're both soldiers who have seen some shit. Yeah. Um, so I think they established their relationship well. But yeah, and, and then I I don't really love Bucky in that movie. Uh, I, I don't understand the Bucky thing at all, which is just that I just think it's just a weird shorthand for this guy that we're supposed to kind of care about, but he's bad in this movie. And th- that last scene where they're fighting like around that bridge, I think is pretty cool. When they get up in the air on those things, I'm just like, oh, whatever the fuck. Like, who cares? <laughs> but um, but when they're on the ground, like shooting at each other and stuff, I think that that's pretty cool. It's shot pretty well. It's shot slower than a normal Marvel movie, at least. But um, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think there's good things and bad things about. It. I think the good things just barely outweigh the bad things. So it's it's the I believe it's the last movie on my list that. I like, but don't truly like really have an affection for my top eight. I really like. So. Okay, I need to watch it again. I'm trying to remember scenes from it, and I just can't remember. See, well, I, I, I own it. Oh, the elevator fight scene is sweet. That's yeah, it's okay. <laughs> to me, it feels like just an even more over the top Bond. Like, push out the shield mm-hmm. for a Walter PPK, and it's it's the same thing. You no, got I'm some gonna, like I'm ridiculous, there. yeah, okay. yeah. And I, I love that. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, I like it. It's a good movie. Yeah. Um, all right, so number eight, and I did, didn't make it much higher, but I got Iron Man three at number eight. Oh. And oh. nine, nine to one, I just love, and I debated this in Iron Man one. Um, at eight, I got Iron Man three. 
Um, I really love Shane Black's. He's the direct movie. Really good wit. Not black. Not dark humor, but uh, there are some. It's hard to explain Shane Black, uh, but he's got a very distinct style. With he's got Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. He's got the Nice Guys. Uh, very funny. He's a writer on Lethal Weapon. Yeah, he was in Predator. He made the new Predator. Movie, yeah, which, that's we're not we, we're we, not we, going to but I think uh, Tony is great in that movie, dealing with the shit of all the other um, movies he's been in so far. Um, I think there's some really funny scenes when he's kept prisoner in the basement and he's wait he's trying to do the math <laughs> of when his armor's going to show up from across the country, oh, and he keeps it. threatening the guys and his armor keeps not showing up. Uh, that's that. good. Um, the Mandarin fake out. I'm not a comic book. The guy, I haven't read the comic books, I so that didn't it. bother me. I, I like that they kind of subverted it a little bit. I pissed great. a lot of people off because the Mandarin is so good. He's funny. He's, he's really funny. funny. But oh. the Mandarin is a huge bad guy in the comics, sure. and so that I understand why people were pissed that they just made they just completely faked it out. That's why it, it, uh, Iron Man three is going to come up much later on my list because it's the biggest middle finger to Marvel fans. <laughs> that's why I, I, so I don't even know why they're mad. Do they just want to know the outcome of every story? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. People, pe- people want answers. I, I enjoy it. Have to have and we, when he does the, uh, whatever it was, the party protocol, I forget what he, house party protocol. Yeah. Um, shout back. To, to, and shout out to Iron Man Again, too. a lot of people don't like. <laughs> that's the one part I don't like. A lot of people don't like the, God damn it, I want to say the third act, Sean, and I can't. But um a lot of people complain about just it's just a bunch of CGI suits showing up fighting each other. But seeing every shoot suit show up and kinda of knowing like, oh that's that one, oh that's that one, and seeing them all go to town on people, I it's kind of fun. Like I had a good time with this. It's probably <laughs> the only thing I like about that movie. Uh, that last fight. Uh, Clint, your yeah. Iron Man. The only opinions. thing you like about it? Oh, <laughs> uh, I, like I mean it's I, I love the movie this one. <laughs> no, it, it's just like most of the suits. There were a couple you could point out, but there were a lot that just you never got to see do much of anything. Well, yeah, I think in the there. movie he has the Mark Forty Two and Forty Three, and in the other two movies we've seen like the Mark One and the Mark Twenty something. So like, there's a lot of suits you don't see. Um, but yep, I got it at I got it at eight. That's not a knock on it. I really like that movie. Uh, what do you got at eight? Uh, I think our third biggest disparity on, on our list is when I'm finally going to get to the first Thor movie. <laughs> um, I, I love this movie. Uh, I, I think it's great that it's a great balance of Marvel sensibility and a fish out of water comedy story. Sure. Which I think is so brilliant. I think, you know, Chris Hemsworth, everyone, you know, thought he's cast as Thor. He's just this big hunk guy. He's not going to play it like with that much depth or dimension. And he's, his comic. Like timing in the first movie is so brilliant. He just has a, even from the first diner scene where he drinks the coffee and oh, another. <laughs> Natalie Portman's so good. I mean, again, that's peak Natalie Portman. She's so hot in that movie. But um, <laughs> it just uh, I, I, I laughed my ass off throughout that movie. I just loved it. It's but it also has this you're like one of my low points and feel like I, I'm like, I want to root for this guy. And then he goes to reach for the hammer and he can't pick it up. It's like, I mean, I, I know there's a lot of, I didn't even really talk about it when I talked about infinity war, but the erectile dysfunction, like sort of subplot with the, <laughs> yeah. the Hulk not being able to turn green. Oh. That, that was sore. He can't beat at that point. And he has to go through all these adventures with Jane. There's, 
Um, I, I didn't really talk too much about the science in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which I think is completely ludicrous. But the, 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 <laughs> there's, a, the, there's some science in this movie that I think is explained well enough to where you can kind of understand it. And I just love the juxtaposition. Again, I think Loki's one of the best, if not the best villain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. For the first couple movies, eventually really? he becomes a punchline. But in the first couple, like this one, he's so good as the God of Mischief. And... I just love the juxtaposition of them being on Asgard and them being on Earth and how different the Thor himself having his powers on Asgard and not having his powers on Earth. So I just I just really love the movie. I, I like that it's kind of it's an origin story, but it's not a typical Marvel Marvel origin story because so much of it is this fish out of water comedy that I like so much. Yeah. John, what's your take on Thor? He loves it. I like Thor. It's Where great. would you put it? Top five? Where would you? Um, a hard and fast list. I know, but I've just your reputation is the Thor apologist, so I'm just curious where you and Thor. Well, work together on this, bro. I'm trying to think of what else I would put top five. I really, I mean, Infinity War. We I haven't talked know. about a guy supposedly <coughs> the best ones on our list. But. Thank you. Sorry, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I, I mean, I could see it being somewhere in the neighborhood of five. Yeah, I don't remember disliking it, but like, the year and just not remember it. It was like, nah, it wasn't that great. I think it's I might so have weird. liked all the Thors better than Iron Man two and three. Mm-hmm. I was not a big fan of. I liked Iron Man one, but Iron Sean, Man two and three, I was. Sean, not you got to be careful. Don't. Three, he's, his rage is building. Talk about Iron Man three. Like <laughs> you don't want to see him when he's angry. Yeah, um, it's somewhere in my seven twelve range where I where I start. It's, it's not my my top pick, but I, I enjoy it every time. On I watch so it. many critics' lists, it's right where Ryan has it, like right above that tier of just god awful movies, and it just made me so sad. So I felt the need to push it as far as I could up my list. Again, I don't look at these oh. with. Any- so then, for my number seven pick, I have Iron Man one, okay. and I really tussled with where to put this one. It's it's the first movie I think pretty much everybody. Um, it definitely kind of really got me into the superheroes movies right away um i think part of it it, not a great bad guy robert carries that movie so hard he's just great in it uh the final scene is awesome i am iron man cut to acdc that's so cool Uh, um build this in a cave with scraps (laughs) (laughs) turned around superhero movies i mean superhero movies weren't terribly well regarded spider-man one and two Maybe X Men Two. Yeah, the, the, the Dark Knight had not come out yet. Well, but you still had uh, the um, Batman Begins. Was it Batman Begins? The one with yeah. um, Face Liam Neeson, Ra's al Ghul. Oh no, no, yeah, Dark that was Knight. part of it. But I, I was thinking um, the one way before that. Batman. Oh, Robin. the Tim Burton Batman <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger. There are plenty of good Batman. Batman. <laughs> 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 Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. Yeah, well, yeah, he's in the original Batman. He's the yeah, Batman. but okay, that yeah. still was a camp Batman. Like, yeah. it was campy, but it was it's still well movie. regarded. Like, it's, yeah, but it's that came, that still was eight. That was eight. But it, also, it got burned out of the people. <laughs> Nipple Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, really, you can look at all. I mean, these movies coming out are billion dollars, billion dollars, billion dollars. Totally that started there, absolutely, and everybody. Pretty much love that movie, and that's where it started. I put it at seven. I think some days I might like Iron Man three. I mean, there's better fights in Civil War, um, mm-hmm. but Iron Man was a great kickoff to all of this. So I put it at seven. Yeah, I, I, that was what. I mean, obviously, I went back and revisited Iron Man, which is I think the movie I've seen the most. I think I've seen that one either three or four times. Whereas I definitely haven't seen any of the other ones more than twice. And I think that movie fucking rules. Uh, I, Iron Man is my favorite of the. Uh, Marvel superheroes just because he was 
basically the OG, and also he's Robert Downey Jr. is the perfect person at any point in history to play that character. <laughs> no, no one that has been born or will be born could be more perfect for that character. It was perfect casting. Marvel's done a great job with that. Yeah. I give Marvel a lot of shit all the time, but their casting is always great. And also, well, it is, and part of it is he got paid less than um, what what to, yeah. Uh, Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard got yeah. paid more in Iron Man 1 than Robert Downey Jr. Because Downey was such a gamble coming off of uh, addiction problems. Yeah, exactly. He was uh, in jail for a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. And so and uh, the the director, John Favreau, took a, took a chance on him and paid off. Um, but it's just kind of crazy. The, the origins of that movie, That's the wild. fact to, to what it's led to, of Robert Downey Jr. is That's worth $50 million. Terrence Howard quit the series because he thought he was worth more than Robert Downey Jr. still. Um, he is better than Don Cheadle, to be fair. I do. I, yeah, Don Cheadle's hosting his first Saturday Night Live. I think. Good for him. Yeah. So Good I, for him. I like him, but because um, he, I love Ocean's Eleven. I think that maybe that's why I love him. <laughs> <laughs> he's not. He's a, he's great in many things for sure. Um, he's a, he's a lot of fun for sure. Oh, absolutely. I think he he maybe there's not as much like gravitas to him. But like him, he's just fun. Like he just, I feel like he always has fun in every role. Yeah. He, has, so. he just left a bad taste in my mouth because he came in on a bad movie. So I, yeah. I, I always, I always think of the the cringe worthiest scene that we didn't talk about in Iron Man Two, which is where they're fighting at the party. I don't remember Iron Man Two being a movie. Just, oh, when oh when Tony God. gets drunk. Yeah, yeah. and they, they, they I like, remember all of it. He, don't, he, oh it's yeah, it, it's <laughs> the, the first time he gets in the suit as Rhodey. And yeah. It's just oh god, it's horrible. Yeah. But, so yeah, yeah, number seven, I got Iron Man. Yeah, good movie. It's coming up later on my list. I just wanted to put one thing in. I, I think this is probably the most human feeling character. You can maybe put absolutely. You can maybe put something out for a couple of the other guys, but it, it just feels like the most relatable character of any of the other Avengers, and I yeah. think that definitely helps him a lot. Yeah, I don't think that that's all due to the first Iron. Man. I think Iron Man three plays a lot into that, sure. which again we'll talk about later on my list. But yeah. So what do you got at seven, AJ? My number seven is Thor Ragnarok. So, uh, I like this movie. It's a good movie. It's a very fun movie. Um, there are, there's basically just one big problem that I have with it, which is why it's, I, I like, like I said, I like these eight movies a lot. I think Thor has some problems. I think this movie just has one big problem in that, um, so Kate Blanchett's character of Hela, uh, mm. I love Kate Blanchett in literally everything. I think this probably is her worst performance of all time. Um, in the fact that the script does her no favors, and literally throughout half the movie, we eventually, like, there's, like, probably a solid 45 minutes to where we don't see her. They cut back to her on Asgard, and I was like, oh, I forgot that this was part of the movie. Like, <laughs> so, yeah. I, I just I just totally forgot about that. So, I think that she's, like, the main antagonist of the movie. So, going that long without seeing her really kind of bugged me. Well, see, that's I, that's the same issue I have with Killmonger. No. I think, no, it's, it's I think Killmonger is the best part of the movie, and they ignore him. Um, but that's that's the thing is, they ignore her, but she's also the worst part. That's fine. Then ignore her if she's the worst part. But she's a part of the movie. She's a I, big part of the movie. Well, I would say I love Kate Blanchett. I think she hams it up so ridiculously no, much. She's horrible. I, I, I love Kate Blanchett to death. She's horrible. <laughs> but um, and somehow she looks. Awesome as the goddess of death at like fifty five oh, or whatever. As fuck. Yeah, of course. She's <laughs> but, but I mean, yeah, that that has nothing to do with it. But it's also you know the the shit in the middle where after Thor and the Hulk fight to where they're like kind of talking to each other just drags like holy hell. Um, the, the the first part of the movie is good. 
you know, the, the ending the ending scenes are good too. I, I love Tessa Thompson's in, inclusion as Valkyrie. She's great in the movie. Jeff Goldblum. He's. He, I feel like everyone hyped him up a little bit too I much for me. Too. Everyone was like, he's full of I Jeff Goldblum. He kind of plays Jeff Goldblum. He's full of yeah, Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's not that Jeff Goldblum in that movie, but yeah, yeah. he's he's pretty good in it. Um, you know, there's some. I mean, Thor is. Thor's my second favorite of probably the Avengers, probably. I mean, there's another one that I'll talk about later that could be fighting for my two or three, but he is so great. His Hemsworth's comic sensibility, as I talked about in the first Thor, is oh, so good. And then the, the fact that he said that line when he's fighting the Hulk that that kid from the Make-A-Wish Foundation fed to him, the, uh, the oh, like, we, we work together. <laughs> did, did, did you know yeah. that? Yeah, the, the, so, I didn't actually know that. Yeah, so the, there was a kid that was there from Make-A-Wish Foundation, and he was they were kind of, like, throwing together a couple of different lines. Him and Taika were... And the kid was like, well, it would be funny if you said that you guys like work together because you kind of do. And he was like, that's it. And he did it one time, and Taika was like, that's it, dude. And <laughs> it, it, it's, it's like one of the funniest moments of the whole movie. And it's, it's just it's such a funny, fun, loose movie. It's going back and forth between worlds, but it's comprehensible. You always know where you are. And it's, you know, it, it's a fun movie. Like I said, it kind of loses it because I think that Hella... I think Hella... That's one of the things Ryan talked later like earlier on in his list for his bad movies on expectations when i heard that kate blanchett was going to be the villain in this movie i'm like this is going to fucking rule and it's just not great so <laughs> yeah but, but the rest of the movie is so much fun i like it a lot it did feel kind of like a background and i think that's because they kind of smashed together a subplot that was supposed to be more hulk focused and they mm-hmm. kind of kind of made well, more thor and i think they did a great job of that but i i think that became more the focus and the whole thing with Hela kind of became the background and just kind of Thor's drive to get back and save Asgard. It was yeah. kind of secondary. And then they blew it up at the end. To, to, <laughs> nerd, <laughs> to nerd out for a second, um, uh, Planet Hulk is a pretty famous Hulk comic book storyline. And they talked for years before about not being able to adapt that storyline. Part of that is just Hulk as a main character is not great as a, in a movie. Um, I think it could be very compelling. Well, I mean, part of it is he's in Hulk mode the whole time. But yeah, the, the, so that, that's, that, that's the thing is I, I, I like the Infinity War Hulk that is kind of going back and like he's kind of self-aware of both of the personalities yeah. at the same time. That's why you can't have like the childish four-year-old Hulk run a movie. Like that personality sure. that shows up on... I think you could if you handed up the correct amount. Maybe. But that's what they talked about. And so that's where that's when you're talking about there's two movies sandwiched in there. They... Hulk as a gladiator on another planet is the Planet Hulk storyline, and they figured out how to get that in there because it's it's a pretty famous uh, arc, um, and it gets Banner back in there. I think where it dragged, you said with Hulk, I think it drags a Banner in Thor once he finally gets back out. Of, yeah, it, it's, it's that entire scene is what I'm referring. To, yeah, okay. So. Um, I thought there were some pretty funny moments when he's still Hulk when he's talking for the first. Yeah, time. Yeah, kind of, but yeah, but um, basically for me, it's. From the moment after they stop fighting to the moment they get back okay. on Asgard, yeah. I see what you mean. Um, but to answer to for Mitch, that's why it feels like there's two stories crammed because it literally is they figured out how to get Hulk's story crammed back in after he had been gone for a number of movies. So yeah. Um, but yeah, speaking of uh, six, brother, throwing a couple characters together at number six, I got Avengers. Um, so we're getting to just we're getting back into just they're all great movies, but. Yeah. Uh, Avengers was one of the first movies I saw twice in theaters. Uh, I think I almost back to back days I saw it, but um, I wish I would have. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
just, I mean, you know, Iron Man came out when I was, let's see, that was 2010, were, so ninth, ninth grade. I was 15 when you were Yeah, 15. so, and then, you know, to wait until, you know, it, it took a number, three, four, three or four. I think Avengers is 2011? No. The first Avengers? It was, a, it was at least, it was 2012. It might have been 2012. Was it? There's no way they pumped out, what, five movies in a year and a half? The first one was in 2008. We have technology. Iron Man? 2012. Yeah, Iron Man's yeah. in 2008. I thought yeah, it was 2010. No, Iron Man's 2008. Oh, Iron Man's 2008. Yeah. Okay, there you go. You said, you said with Infinity War, 10 years of Marvel. 10 oh, years yeah. back is okay, 2008. Okay, can we go back to... <laughs> uh, I'd like to I started out at Stout Night tonight at 5, so let's just recap that, that real that quick. That impaired his ability to do math. Um, <laughs> no, it didn't. I could never do math. <laughs> but... Um, Okay, so even better. Is, yeah, that's All right, true. so I was 11 when Iron Man came out. Yeah. Um, so even five years later. Or, yeah. In 2008? Yeah. Not that yeah. much younger than me. I was 15. Not in 1993 was when I was born. Boy, am I doing math even worse? Yeah. You're born in 1994. <laughs> You're not born in 1994. Yes, drink the beer. I edit. I edit this podcast. It's all going to be in there. Um, regardless, I don't know. I've cut it like, out. Shout out. Drink for that because Ryan's not going to cut it out. <laughs> what? Damn it! What I'm trying to say is I really like it's Avengers. A good movie, but in the podcast. What do you think of number six, AJ? My number six is Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay. Uh, it's it's pretty fucking cool. Tom Holland <laughs> absolutely rules in that movie. Uh, he's so good. The thing is, is I like him slightly better in my next movie, which again I guess I've already Civil War. To, yeah, yeah, which is Civil War. But um, I, I think he's just so shocking and like comic central in that movie. Whereas this one, it takes a it's a little bit slower because he has to have this origin story. And I was also very bothered by the fact that his. Um, romantic interest is Laura Harrier, who literally is uh, almost thirty at this point and is playing a high school teenager. <laughs> she <laughs> looked pretty movie. young, I guess. She, she, she's she's three years older than me, so <laughs> You're I, I, mean, I mean, she's in Black Klansman as the well, romantic interest in that movie for be, a guy that's almost thirty. So. To be fair, as young as Tom Holland looks, he's he's quite a bit older than yeah. No, no, no he's, he's still he, he's he, him and Zendaya or Zendaya. Sorry. Him and Zendaya are 20 years old playing 15-year-olds, correct? And, but Laura Hare is like 27. Oh, playing. she was Keaton's daughter? Yeah, Liv. Oh, I meant MJ looked young. No, 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 that's oh, Zendaya. MJ was so much in, later, At least though. in um, whatever, Laura Harrier's defense, whatever her, yeah. I forget her character. Laura she Harry was supposed Liv, to be, a, yeah. she was two years older than them. So at least they sell. At least there but is was, an age gap design. Yeah, like, but, but but actually she's seven years older than those people. So <laughs> and I mean that, that him. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that, that kind of bothered no, me. I don't think I, uh, Michael Keaton's great as a villain. Michael Keaton's one of my um, favorite bad guys. Oh, I have it at five. Okay, cool. Okay, I have so it at five. We, we can kind of vibe on it. Um, it's uh, I don't love the reveal at the end that like he's her dad. I, like I don't really care. Like they they already built that up enough that it didn't matter to me. I I really liked it. It just I kind was, of builds up the dramatic tension. A little I was bit. Just, person. It adds like a nice dynamic, though. I understand it. I just didn't. Care and for him it. being an, I've, I, it's another one where I pointed out with Civil War. I love that he's just an everyday guy. They, the opening scene of the movie, he's just a contractor that got screwed by the government. Yeah, like, sure. And I love that he really, they show throughout the movie, like he 
threatens Spidey, but at the end of the day, like he's just a dad. He's not. He respects Spider Man. He's not trying to kill him. If he, he's not trying to get someone else to go murder him. Yeah. Um, I love the scene in the car. How tense they yeah. make a Spider Man movie it, out of that. It, it is worth it for that. And I just, when he really hams it up at the end, and I'm just like, I'm gonna kill you dead. He says that. Yeah, says that's that fine. Like, oh. But like when they're sitting at the they're sitting at the stoplight, and it goes from red to green. It clicks to green, and he realizes it's Spider Man. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's Spider Man. Karen as the uh, AI in the suit is hilarious. When she's like, should, I forget what the, exactly what they call it, but she's like, should I start death mode? And he's like, no, 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 no. Like, like he's like so that. good. Tom Holland's so good. He's, he's, the, he's great. He gets he nails the high school act part and he nails the Superman the superhero part. Um, when he's his, stuck, his, his best friend's really great. Uh, Ned. Yeah. yeah. He's awesome. When he's stuck in the uh, government warehouse or whatever, and he's just like playing with all the functions of the suit, like that's great. I, I, I love how Marissa Tomei's Aunt May, and they always play up the fact that everyone's trying to hit on her because yeah. she's still pretty hot. Sam Sam said she was distractingly hot. She's like, "There's no point that she's this good looking." I was like, <laughs> but, but that's the thing is, they comment on that. They know that they cast an intentionally like hot older woman. But I was like, but I, I was like, it makes sense. Like when Tobey Maguire's aunt is just seventy years older exactly, than him, like yeah. what? Like, well, to be fair, well, Tobey Maguire's like thirty-five in that movie. Or yeah, something. don't don't talk he was about in Spider-Man, Spider-Man too. Let's I, I love Spider-Man yeah, too. Spider-Man. He's too fucking. But like Marissa Tomei to be being, she's I think she's like fifty-one or something. Yeah. And if he's supposed to be sixteen, like okay, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, it works <laughs> um, it's so good. I, I love how. It's like a true origin story in the fact that he's so young that he he instinctually has these powers, but he has to learn through the movie how to use them in the best way. Like a, a, like a, shout a, out Spider Verse. You know the initially story. <laughs> initially he's like he used the taser webs accidentally. He's like, oh my god, no, like never. And then at the end of the movie, he's like taser webs. Like <laughs> this is the exact moment I would use. Um, them. I don't know if you caught. When did you see Homecoming? Did you see it before or after Spider Verse? Uh, after okay, so do you catch that uh, Donald Glover is the Prowler? That's the same character. Oh, okay. So, so when yeah, he says I mean, he said I have a nephew back home that I don't want these guns around mm-hmm. or whatever, he's the Prowler. His license plate is a reference to the first uh, comic book where Miles Morales shows up in. Okay, um, no, I didn't. Catch that's the same that. character as his uncle Aaron Aaron Davis. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Donald Glover excellent. plays the same character. It's a fun little Easter egg. Cool, that's awesome. But yeah, that that movie fucking rules. It's so great. It was, yeah. it's actually shout out my mom. It was my, it's my mom has watched most of these with me because I wanted to not watch them alone, and she loves it. It's her favorite one. So. Interesting. Okay, uh, what do you get at five? That was my number six. I, it was my five. Oh yeah, it was your five. Sorry, <laughs> uh, my five is Captain America: Civil War. Okay, uh, which again I was surprised. I thought it would definitely be in Ryan's top five. We're gonna um, we're gonna keep just to keep kind of riffing. I said they were flopped. At four, I have Winter Soldier. Okay, so. cool. Yeah. So um, I I was again I I talked about it a little bit before. I was kind of skeptical because I never really could get my thumb on why these people were fighting, and then I realized. <laughs> Looking back at it, that it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just, I just love like it's kind of like mom and dad always fighting throughout the entire movie, but it's like on a grand scale. I, I already said that the airplane fight scene is my favorite Marvel scene of all time. Um, it's, it's so interesting. I, I like how it has global implications. It brings in Spider Man. It brings in Black Panther. 
it brings Ant-Man. in Ant-Man. It brings in so many small characters that have like play a small but funny and significant role in the movie. Um, and you're right. I, I didn't really love the ending of the movie the first time I saw it, but the more I think back on it, Cap and Iron Man fighting and also having uh, Bucky there, it's very impactful the way that that movie ends on a sour note. I mean, that and Infinity War are pretty much the only two Marvel movies that end on a sour note, I feel, yeah. which I feel like is a pretty bold yeah. choice. And it's just, it's a really fun movie throughout. Everyone gets their little moment to shine, which is so special. And, you know, I, the Russo brothers are pretty good. I think that sometimes when they shoot action, it kind of gets jumbled. But I think in Civil War, particularly, even though there are some scenes that I, I, I read one review in which they counted that one punch and or kick takes place over eight consecutive cuts <laughs> in which they show it from different angles and it finally lands. But I didn't feel that way watching it. I thought that the takes were a little bit longer and I thought that the action was a little bit more comprehensive. Definitely with the, the last fight with Iron Man and Cap, they hold the camera still. It, 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 it takes place over the airplane sequence. Oh, gosh, you're referring to that. I was going to say, yeah. but yeah, no, I thought there were some nice fight scenes. I think the opening in whatever that random Middle Eastern city, yeah. there was a lot of cuts in there. Um, I like the Russos. I think, I mean, they, they were back in Arrested Development. They did Community. They did Captain America. I've been big fans of them. Yeah. Um, they, um, uh, but yeah, so that's this is the last movie that I think is pretty great, but I have some pretty major quibbles with still. The ending four, I think, are pretty legitimately very good. And could these last four are high enough ranked personally for me that they could have made a best of the uh, like a top ten of that year. I know, okay. man, I know your last four. <laughs> One stresses me out. <laughs> um, <laughs> But uh, no, I you know and I've got Winter Soldier at four. You could you could flop them on any day. I really like kind of lo- the low keyness. I like how they make Robert Redford menacing when he he shoots his maid. Um, I, I don't know. I like that they kind of play him up, um, and I like just the movie's relatively low key. Like it's that's true. You know, right at the end they ramp it up for a cool action scene, but for most of it, it's just. Two people on the run from the government. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's mostly a spy espionage. Yeah, uh, and I really like it. And I think you said it's uh, Chris Evans' best for performance. Absolutely. Um, and yeah, I think I think Scarlett Johansson does very well there too. It's and probably her best performance too. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a different movie from Civil War to compare them, but as them both being Captain America movies, I probably before I really love the elevator fight scene. Just having <laughs> yeah, that okay. the the cramped take of that fight is cool uh him riding the motorcycle into the uh i wish i remember the name of that plane but there's just some cool captain america scenes i'm like oh that was badass <laughs> like, and then, so like there's you still get cool action out of it so I got, i've got it at four yeah but, for sure clint sean takes on captain america or anything well like i said i i, I need a rewatch winter soldier i'm trying to remember scenes in my head and i can't <laughs> i think i already tossed some of my stuff out there I don't dislike any of these movies except for the Hulk, but I mean, <laughs> do you have 19 <laughs> likes and one dislike? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, That's fine. I love that. But the, I mean, yeah, the Captain America movies are good. He's not my favorite character by any stretch. I of think means, I but, think Chris Evans and you. I think AJ disagrees. I think Chris Evans makes him a more compelling character than he has any right to be. I mean, he's very he is very much the Superman of just I'm the virtuous good guy, uh, but I think 
Chris Evans brings some weight to that role if you see him wrestling with what it means to be the good guy. And it's like in Winter in Winter Soldier, like he's going against the government, who he his whole thing is, I fight for the government. You know, like I yeah, I like that dynamic. I, I think as a superhero, he doesn't do much for me. I think there are moments where he, oh, and the opening. Feels, oh, you can go ahead. One other thing: the opening scene where they land on that That's boat right. is a That's great right. infiltration scene. Well, again, one. and they're they're panning everyth- across the boat. Everything is great as soon as they get on, but as soon as people start shooting. It's that. Okay. Fair. <laughs> Sorry, Mitchell, go on. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought, but essentially all I was trying <laughs> to say is that I think Captain America works best when they kind of play down, as a character, they, they play down the superhero side of him and they just kind of play him as just like a, a soldier. Yeah. I, I think that's when he works best, even though he's, I mean, obviously stronger, faster, whatever than every other soldier. I think that's when he works best as a character, and I think that's why. As far as his performances go, um, Winter Soldier was my, my favorite of his. I, I think that's where he just kind of showed that more human side of himself, and I, I just don't think he's that compelling as a superhero. This is my last moment where I can shout out the fact that if Chris Pine played Captain America instead of Chris Evans, all of those movies would be masterpieces. <laughs> Man, I just can't see it. He that's what everyone else says. He's really fucking good. He'd be much better. What if Chris Pratt played... <laughs> what if Chris Hemsworth played Thor and Captain America? That'd also be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what do you got at uh, four, AJ? My four is John Favreau's OG Iron Man. Okay. Uh, I I really like this movie a lot. Again, I, I already said that I've seen it three or four times. I could watch it any day. Um, Robert Downey Jr., it's... I don't know. It, maybe Iron Man 3 is his best performance. Maybe it's that one. I don't know. He's so good in both of them. He's so good in all of the movies. Anytime he gets his little moment to shine, he always takes it and grabs it. Um, I think Terrence Howard is, even though he was so expensive for that movie, he's, well, he's, he's so compelling as Rhodey. I just think Don Cheadle is horrible in Iron Man 2, and he gets much less to do in Iron Man 3, which is why he's pretty tolerable. Even though he's, he's a great actor in his own right, he's just not right for the character. He needs to be a physical, imposing force to combat you know Tony Stark in these early scenes. Well, I don't buy that he's like the the straight man trying to keep yeah that's Tony Stark on the straight and narrow. He feels like he's got that air of mischief to him every time I see Terrence him. Howard. No, 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 no. Oh, Don Don Cheadle. Cheadle. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah I agree. And yeah, I Iron that. Patriot, and he's like this military man and whatnot. And you just don't get that feeling from Don Cheadle. Which yeah, I feel exactly. That. But I, think I like Terrence Don Howard Cheadle, so there's, played it really yeah. well. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I love Don Cheadle as an actor in general, but yeah. And then uh, Pepper gets nothing to do in that movie. It kind of sucks, but John Favreau, I feel like, only knows how to deal with his own male lead characters. Uh, you look at his other movies like Elf. Uh, <laughs> I was about to shout out his other Robert Downey Jr. masterpiece, Chef. Ooh. Have yeah. you seen that? No, I don't really? Watch that. Oh, <laughs> what? Yeah, it's on. The, it's got Sofia Vergara, Robert Downey Jr., Scar- Scarlett Scarlet Johansson. It's Sofia okay. Vergara's new boy. <laughs> <Johnson>. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like that film. I, I, I like Chef. I've watched. It's just the the climax of the movie occurs in like the first twenty minutes, 
And after that, it's just all feel good, but I love it. And you'll, you'll want to eat a Cuban sandwich for days. I, I think this movie's pretty great, but it's very clearly four on my list because I didn't want to put a John Favreau movie that high on my list. <laughs> I, I, think he, I, think he's, I think he's a fine, competent mm. director, and he does well with this material. But the script is great. Like I said, I, I shouted out the funniest moment in the movie is that the Tony Stark built this in a cave with scraps or whatever. Well, I, I, I'm paraphrasing because I saw the movie so long ago, but something to that effect, but... Um, everything originally in the cave with him is so great. Um, him realizing the destructive capabilities of the things that he's brought to the world and going and having that cathartic release of, you know, killing all the people that have done bad to the world. The, the, the one thing I don't love in the movie is how the indigenous people are treated as everyone that has a brown face is evil. Um, I didn't love the that part of the movie. bad guy is Jeff Bridges. No, no, but I'm just saying that like, all the people that are keeping him in the cave, and when he goes back there, he's seeking out these people. Well, yeah, I mean, you, the, the thing that I like about Jeff Bridges as a villain is that it's, it's kind of hinted at, but it's not really revealed until at least like halfway through the movie that he's kind of the real bad guy. But it, and the, the, the fight at the end I don't love either, but I just the first three quarters of the movie I love enough to put it this high on the list. I, I almost feel like, just to go back to a point you made just a little bit earlier, mm-hmm. I almost feel like they made the villains brown, like the, the initial cave villains uh, brown people just because that was supposed to be this show way of killing off Tony Stark. Oh, he was out doing weapons tests and, oh, look at all these evil Islamic people. Mm-hmm. This is, oh, so on, on par for the course. Yeah. And I, I think that was kind of played up as the angle that Jeff Bridges wanted to take to make it this really yeah I well he that. no he clearly set him up because of there's and I don't I don't remember the details but uh, Tony being late to his flight I believe fucked up the plan of when the ambush was supposed to happen if you rewatch it knowing Jeff Bridges yeah. set it up it makes sense yeah about why he was pissed that Tony wasn't there on time because he mm. had planned the ambush mm. yeah um, but I think as far as that goes it's just a product of the times I mean that's a pr- it was yeah, a very it's, it's, relevant it's a, a post weapon sales weapon sales to the Middle East is a very relevant was a very relevant subject and he's he's literally taken to a cave they're looking for Osama like yeah it's a movie that's a product of its time yeah and I just just rewatching it 10 years later in 2018 it didn't play that part didn't play as well to me sure which was again I I love all these top four movies a lot, and it just was enough to knock it down a yeah. little bit. But I, I really like it. Yeah. Um, so for I guess the second biggest disparity on our list at number three, I have Guardians one. Okay. Um, so I, it was my thirteenth. So we had eleven spot difference. Okay. So they both had a three. I nine nine spot difference. I'm so bad at math. Wait, you said it was thirteen. <laughs> you guys are struggling at math today. It's, yeah, it's my thirteen is his third four. Three. We've got engineer, three, three. engineer, was an engineer at one point. So it's 10 spots. <laughs> I got it right. <laughs> no, I was, con- I was, I was, on, I was locked on my four. I forgot that it was right. Me and AJ so. are not. You only yeah. have three movies left? Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we're at three. We're almost here after, you know, however long it's yeah, been. It's only been two hours. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about your list. I care about my list. It's one of the, <laughs> to me, it's one of my most rewatchable <laughs> movies. Uh, I remember I being in Italy. Uh, it was coming. It came out in August, the week I got back, and I was like, "All I want to do is go see this movie." I, I think it's absolutely hilarious. I think it was the first Marvel movie to come out that played comedy over action. I the jokes didn't land with you. I think it's great. I think Chris Pratt is great. I think Bradley Cooper's great. I think uh, uh, who's the who's the wrestler? 
Drax. Who's oh yeah, Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista. Great. Very difficult time remembering his name. <laughs> I don't know. He's uh, he's he was great in Blade Runner too. Also, yes, um, in a very short scene. Um, and I understand Ronan not being a good bad guy, I but forgot his name. He's, <laughs> Lee, and it's, it's Lee Pace is great. He's in uh, Pushing Daisies. Have you ever seen that TV that's, show? That's a good TV show. Um, he's he can with a touch he can bring people back to life. But if he touches them, they die too. And I forgot that that was his power. Uh, no, 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 no. Oh, okay, Pushing yeah, Daisies. Yeah. It's like stop a, talking about that. Talking about <laughs> sorry, uh, Ronan. He's just such an absurd foil for the whole movie. Um, I. He's he's fine. He's a bad bad guy. But to, when Chris Pratt challenges him to a dance off, and he's just like, "What?" It's just, I liked it. Um, I also I like the music in there. I don't think it's playing for nostalgia. I would it's I would say its main demographic isn't. It's it's kids. It's ten to twenty. It's no one that was alive for when this music came out. And I think the musical notes it hits fit the movie well. They write in that it's a soundtrack that they gave that Chris Pratt's mom gave to him before she died, so it's relevant in that way. Um, I'm a fan. I'm a that fan first of scene's horrible. It's cheesy. Yeah, it's it's pulling for the heartstrings. It's definitely pulling for the heartstrings. But I'm heartstrings that early. I, I, I get it. The I, no, I get you're it. right. It's but okay, like, like come back to it in a flashback and it'd be better. Well, see, that's where I, I, I know what you're saying. I don't know where they would have built it in. Anywhere so they, but, but then to cut to him dancing through the puddles, singing and dancing for the intro of the song, where That's he's fine. he's singing to a rat and it goes Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's I, it was yeah, a cool a, intro. Like, yeah, so a, just to I guess play off of AJ's point, just for fun, um, I, I think it could have been interesting, like when he's in the prison contemplating some things, maybe draw that out a little bit longer, maybe throw that in, and that's why he's got to go get the. The Walkman or whatever yeah. it was. You could have at least retconned it in somewhere, and I would have been more okay with it. Probably. And, and I, I get that, but I think it does so much else right that I, I kind of give it a pass. And would I you put you it top five? It's yeah, it's it's top six. I have like a cutoff. That's what at one six. point told me it was his one. Yeah, we were drunk. Well, then Infinity show. War yeah. came out. <laughs> we were drinking whipped cream vodka. <laughs> that, Thanks, probably, that probably is true. But, but also, shout out Ben Shepard's first. It was discussion, right? It was before Infinity War. <laughs> that was our, our tri- best Chris discussion, right? That's what. Yeah, I but we were, we're talking okay. about Chris. That's probably why. I trying to convince you guys that Chris Pine's a Chris. That's the third Pine's fine. I like Chris Pine. He's the goat. He's not just fine. The thirty. The thirty-second minute of this podcast podcast is uh, dedicated to the Mortimer Minute. Ben Scheffler, have a fun minute. <laughs> 30 second minute of this segment of this podcast. Yeah, that's what we I don't know. know how long it is. <laughs> um, but yeah, I would say top three is where I was debating my last three movies and Guardians was definitely in there. So what do you got at three? Okay, my three, because I'm tricky, is Iron Man 3. Ooh. Uh, I, 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 I wanted to try and fit out a three at three. and I, I love Iron Man 3. Uh, it's so well realized, and it's also self-reflexive in a way because Refle- like acid reflex. Or? No, self-reflexive in that. <laughs> nope. it, it, You're it, still it, saying <laughs> <laughs> self-reflexive. Reflective. Reflexive. 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 
It's re it's supposed to be reflective. The only reason I'm picking up on this is because I spell milk with an e, so no. I figured. Oh, okay. <laughs> I do. Well, it's, since we've broken this, I just want to say that I thought it was hilarious that Clint was just over there shaking his head. Postmodern. Post modern. Post Post modern. This this is post modern. No 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 no. Make that word for a movie. No 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 no. Stop stop stop. Because this is this is my part. I want to say why I like it because it's the most post modern Marvel movie because it takes. Tony's experience, which is in the part of space from the first Avengers movie, mm -hmm. to where he has to go up there to throw that bomb away or whatever and come back down, it actually shows that that had a bearing and a weight on his character, on him himself. Tony Stark is originally one of the most human Marvel characters. This is his most human performance because he's so... He's so bogged down in this movie. He's so non-superhero. Like he, whenever he has to be great, there's something that's holding him back. And I just loved how how interesting that movie played on that dynamic. It's also so funny. Shane Black's script is so great. I mean, but Ryan already talked about it. The part where it's like, okay, I, the, it's coming. Three. Two, what? And he does, he's like, like, let me go now, or I'm gonna kill you guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, once he finally gets the hand and he builds a suit, and the last guy's there, he's like, dude, I don't even like this place that much. <laughs> and he just like, lets him run away. And I, I, I thought the whole thing with Ben Kingsley was so, I was like, why is this part of this movie? And then I realized that Sean, or Sean, Shane Black just, just didn't give a fuck about anything. And he was like, fuck you guys. I'm going to make this guy a nothing hilarious character. <laughs> he has this weird British accent. It's just so, I love Iron Man 3 so much. It's so, it, I, I wanted to put it as my one. And the reason I wanted to put it as my one is that it's the least Marvel Marvel movie. It's in this canon. It's from a famous director that is, I mean, none of these other people are, I mean, they're famous because they make a lot of money, but yeah. Shane Black in the film cinematic critic circle is the most famous director to, to helm one of these movies, and he makes it his own. He gives Iron Man his own voiceover in the background. There's some weird scenes. I don't love the ending. I don't love when his house is getting torn apart. There's some weird scenes, but... There's also, I mean, but that, at the that, same that, time, that, that original, yeah. Tony's ahead. ego literally crumbling. Like, he exactly. tells the Mandarin where to find him, and he almost dies. Pepper almost dies because of that. Like, yeah. That absolutely. movie has the most effects. I, I really like, he wakes up with, he's having night terrors from Avengers. I was just Avengers. About that scene. I, mean, um, I, 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 that I love that so much. Yeah. That was one I knew that we were watching a different Marvel movie. It's when he wakes up and all those other Iron Man bots are surrounding him. It was like a creepy scene. Yeah, it's like, so fucked up. And uh, also, one of my favorite critics, I uh, just have to give him a shout out, David Sims, he writes for The Atlantic over in New York. Uh, Iron Man 3 is his favorite Marvel movie. He gave it five, five out of five stars, and it's in his top ten of that year. But his little review on Letterboxd do you ever think about how Shane Black made a movie grappling with his years in Freudian analysis that was also part of a superhero franchise? <laughs> Which is that movie to a T. It's so good. I love it so much. So I will say that on my first go, th go through of the film, I was a little disappointed. And on my second watch, I realized it was almost entirely because I, it, the ending left a sour taste in my mouth. Sure, of course. I think there's so much to like about the movie, and one thing we didn't... I think it's kind of the point. Yeah. I think it's supposed to leave you, like, off-kilter like I, that. I know it is, but it's, it's but not no, what I, I expect. I, I, I understand. I understand. It's not movie. satisfying at all. Yeah. Um, 
but one thing we we left out so far, uh, there was there was a pretty big chunk of the movie where he's you know trying to f- figure out his way back home after yeah. getting but he attacked. Has that kid, him and the kid are so good. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that, that part was like that was really compelling. Yeah, there were some really was, interesting fight so scenes where you can really see how intelligent Tony really is, mm-hmm. like what all you can really do, and it, it, I think it plays so well and. After my initial watch, it was kind of lower on my list, but it definitely rose up a lot more recently. They play him up as the super smart guy, and they play lip service to it in the Avengers movies and in some other movies, but they really realize it in that movie. It's so fucking good. Oh, yeah. What do you think of Iron Man 3? Because we're pretty split on where we rank it. <laughs> you don't want me to rain on your parade here. I, ha- I have not seen you it can in try. a while. I, I have cinematic backup to it. <laughs> I have not seen it in a while. I've only seen it once. Um... Watch the I mean, it rules. <laughs> like I said, I don't dislike any of these movies. Tony Stark is my favorite character yes. out of anybody. He changed. Yeah, have you waited? I feel like we have all waited on this. Have you waited on this? My one? favorite character. Your favorite Marvel, like like your favorite Avenger, basically. I, okay, I want to so, save that for later for my. Let me think oh, about it. Okay. from so from the original Avengers. Who's my favorite? I don't. I, I feel like you can do any any of the superheroes. All right, yeah. I'll think about. It. I'll get back to you. Okay. Before the end of the I mean, podcast. But, but, well, we're both on the Tony Stark. Uh, track, right? Like AJ said, they could not have cast somebody better for the role. I mean, just all of everything that he does is perfect. It's executed it's just awesomely. Um, and he changes so much. Like in the first couple, the first couple times you see him, like he's very kind of gung-ho about everything and then you see he makes Ultron like he, he gets super defensive like he's making Ultron for defensive and then in Infinity War like one mm-hmm. of the first scenes when uh, he meets up with Doctor Strange and Wong he, and Banner's talking about Thanos he's like oh shit this is it yeah. like this is this is what like it's all coming to like this yeah. is what I've been fearing all this time but, but even then like I mean you're, you're so right in your assessment of that he's He's one of the first, I mean, he was the first Marvel superhero, and he was the guy at that point, but now at this point, there's so many people, he still has this ego inside of him that he yeah. feels like he needs to be the big dick in the group, so yeah. he always needs to fucking swing around and around people, but when he actually, like, they always give him a small moment to peel back that exterior and let him be a human, and that's like when he's with Spider-Man in Infinity War, which I think we're going to talk mm-hmm. about in Ryan's list in a little bit. It's so. I mean, he always has a human moment in every Marvel movie that he's in. It's all he always plays it so pitch perfectly. Well, and one and thing the, we didn't touch on in uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming, I, I feel like yeah. he played like a pretty nice father figure there too. Absolutely, I agree. You, you definitely get some really good chemistry with him and uh, uh, Holland, Tom Holland. He'd have good chemistry with the fucking wall, but but yeah, <laughs> but, but it, it, it also helps that it's Tom Holland who also rules. Yeah. So. Um, and I'm, I'm trying to find the list, but uh, someone on Reddit made a post of every single thing in the movie that goes wrong for Tony. Yeah. He improves something in the armor. Um, there's obviously, hey, you, did, you forgot about the frost or whatever mm-hmm. build up in yeah. Iron Man 1. Yeah. But that comes all the way through to um, Civil War, and he shows up again in Infinity War. In, in Civil War, he wasn't fast enough to catch up to Rhodey. Rhodey mm-hmm. hits the ground, breaks his back. Um, you get to Infinity War. Now he has that overdrive mode that he catches mm-hmm. up to Thanos' ship with. Yeah, and it's like, but there, there was man ten examples of every time something went wrong, he added something to the suit that, and it's kind of cool to think like, okay, I never caught any of these, but it just adds a layer of this is how smart Stark is. He's prepared for anything. He takes this seriously, no matter how he acts. And like Absolutely. He's, uh, so that was really cool. 
But um, yeah, so I mean, perfectly respectable uh, number three for you. Uh, number two, I've got Ragnarok. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I guess I should have known, but I just wasn't keeping track. Yeah. Um, I I'm, should know what your number one is, but I don't. Okay, that's, that's fine. We'll keep that. I mean, the astute listeners will know what's coming. But uh, number two, I got Ragnarok. Uh, I love Taika Waititi. Uh, what we do in the shadows, I saw. I've seen probably four or five times. Uh, and so when I heard he was doing Ragnarok, I mean, you guys, I didn't even finish Thor two, Thor one. I don't remember. Didn't really care about Thor. And Ragnarok came. I saw the trailers for Ragnarok. I knew he was directing. I was pumped for it. They took his character nine degrees. Um, I think he was much more interesting. Um, I love the music. When he lands on what the, whatever that bridge is called, but he lands with the oh, immigrant yeah. immigrant song at the end of the movie. That's one of the yeah, badass moments <laughs> so in all of Marvel. Um, there's a beautiful shot of the Valkyrie fighting Hela. Um, I think the movie's very funny. I think there's a lot of cool action scenes. Um, I th- like I said, I think it drags a little bit with the Bruce. Um, but overall, I was just so impressed with that movie. I love rewatching it. I love Goldblum. I love Kate Blanchett. I love Hemsworth. Uh, Tessa Thompson, Korg, is voiced by Taika Waititi. He's so funny. There's there's so many little jokes. He, uh, oh, what the the, the guy that's dead in the gladiator arena, I forgot about him. I can't remember his Ted name. Ted or yeah. Stan or whatever his <laughs> name is. Some like random normal <laughs> oh, sounding name. You could be like Ted. Oh, Ted's dead. Oh, so <laughs> like, uh, uh, yes. Uh, Ted fucked the, the champion. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love Ragnarok. I love um, <laughs> when uh, Hulk, they t- Hulk goes to fight uh, what the, whatever the fire guy's name is. And he has to call the Hulk back from... That's his oh, big yeah. secret plan. Is, is that the fire? Or something like that? Uh, uh, Sur- Surtur. Surtur. His whole plan is that Surtur is going to destroy Asgard. Yeah. And as soon as he shows up to destroy Asgard, Hulk goes and fights him. And he has to be like, yeah. no, like, no. <laughs> Calls him back. Don't smash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I love Ragnarok. The music, the color, the, there's fireworks in a fight scene. Like, mm-hmm. um, I just thought I thought it was really well done. I was de- I was delighted watching that movie. Yeah, it's very fun. I think they did a good job of both playing up how ridiculously powerful Thor is and how vulnerable even he can be at times. It's the first. It's the first time that he feels like a god. Yeah, uh, which was awesome. Like, and it's the same. It's it's when the immigrant song hits. Thor, he, when he has the thunder eyes. Yeah, he loses like his eye to Hela, and he he has that little flashback where it's not the hammer, it's him. You know, whatever. But, like, he fucking charges up with lightning and slams into a bridge full of creatures to the immigrant song. You're just like, holy shit, like, that was so cool. Like, that's a that's an awesome moment. Yeah, and also, I mean, there are some other disparages. Like, it seemed fairly easy for Thor to break down the Rainbow Bridge in the first movie, which where the third movie is like, it's much stronger. Like, but, uh, and also, I, I had one of those, I mean, that led into a problem I had with Infinity War, which is... Thor is seemingly able to harness this thunder power, but he waits till the absolute last moment to use it in Infinity War. <laughs> it's like, oh, Thor's finally here. He's got the fucking power. It's like, dude, he had the power the whole time. We could use it earlier. Well, it's, like he, he had to go get that axe, right? But they didn't. He really, could have shocked Thanos that, with the shit. They didn't really cover. Uh, and like, I mean, the hammer's supposed to be strong and all that, and then yeah. this axe is supposed to be so much stronger. But they never get yeah. to lie, which yeah, I, mean, I, just, I wish that kind of. 
I, I agree with well, you. Well, <laughs> give yeah, Thor another kind of, origin movie. Oh, this let's is, do it again. This was made for a king, <laughs> not <laughs> just you. <laughs> now that he's a god, let's do it again. <laughs> no, but um, I think that... It, I think the problem that you guys are touching on is that there had to be... There were so many things that had to be tied up for Infinity War. And sometimes they, they didn't do a perfect job of bringing everything together. And I think they did have to rush the whole axe thing. They had to rush why this sun had to be the thing to forge it. But I, I think that... Well, and we'll get on it, into it in just a second. But We will. That's oh. right. <laughs> That's <laughs> <a> <laughs> Spoiler. We'll get into it in just a second. But I, I, I think they, uh, I think overall the movies still did, did justice to it. My head canon, I don't know a ton about the axe that he gets, but he had the hammer, was really powerful, lost the hammer, realized he was powerful anyways, and then got combined with the axe, whereas he's in full-on dominator mode. So that's that's all I think is just one is good, one is good. Both of them are much well, better. And I think he also took over Thor, or uh, not Thor's mantle, um, Odin's, Odin's mantle. mantle. Yeah. So he, he kind of got that. Whole thing. I don't know if that means anything in comic lore. I don't yeah. know much. And that's or the, Nordic lore. Just this is a good time to shout out most comic book nerds, and I know we sound like it at this point, but we're <laughs> not as hardcore not. as other people. Well, <laughs> me at least. I don't know. But um, Thor and Iron Man specifically were very much not relevant comic book characters, yeah. which is probably the most impressive part. Is that Iron Man? Especially Iron Man is a household yeah. name, and he was he was a nobody in the comics until Robert Downey Jr. took it over. And now, apparently, you know, a six year old mom could probably it's kind of like a Pikachu almost. Like if you said name sure. me a superhero that someone would just spout out Iron Man, you know? Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's pretty impressive. Yeah, there's what? a there's a guy that I talked to in my work that had read a lot of the comic books. He's a little bit older than us, and he always talks about those two guys. He's like. When I read the comic books growing up, Thor and Iron Man were nothing characters for me. I, I read the comic books purely to keep up with what was going on in the zeitgeist, but I didn't care about either of those characters at all. And they're two of my favorite Marvel characters now. He said, yeah. from the adaptations. And so, like, yeah, you have those that are obviously household names, and then even more absurd is that they built on that, and I think Guardians specifically, Ant-Man and Guardians specifically, Guardians made a lot more money, but that they were able to turn those characters into I don't think a billion dollars but eight hundred million dollars like and that was Guardians one was the one that everybody predicted that this is gonna be the first box office bomb for Marvel. Yeah. And it blew the doors off and the whole franchise is still going strong. Sure. People like that bad movie. Alright, so we're right at the end of the podcast here. It's I know we're running pretty long here, but AJ, what's your number two? Big pressure. My number two is Marvel's The Avengers Assemble. <laughs> which, uh, which is bad news for number one. <laughs> <laughs> but good news for me, because I love it. But uh, this movie is fucking great. Uh, it was my number one for so long from the moment that I revisited it. Even though I did fall asleep at parts of it. I do that with a lot of movies. This movie fucking rules. Uh, it... it Joss Whedon, again, I talked about him with Age of Ultron. It didn't really work. The script for this movie is much better. Uh, he has a much smaller cast to work with. All of these characters, you know, the Hulk, you know, the Black Widow, 
Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, they all get their their little own moment to shine in this little Battle of New York sequence that the first time I watched it, I thought it was a little too chaotic, but when I watched it again, it so well uses space and to where we always know where everyone's at. We know where Loki's at, and he's such a fantastic villain in the movie. Um, Second Cleveland shout-out, uh, The Battle of New York, <laughs> filmed in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sorry. They, to, they destroyed it anyway. It's a shit hotel. Uh, no, no big deal. <laughs> I mean, the the, the, um, the first two acts of the movie are great. Uh, them holding up Loki in this like little uh, barrier thing to where he still tends to worm his way out of. Uh, all these Avengers coming together. Joss Whedon knows that there have been previous like origin superhero movies. So he knows that everyone knows the shorthand for these characters. So he can make a reference to a previous movie. He can make a reference to a character beat and know that everyone's going to be in tune with what's going on in that moment. That's why all of these little quips that he tries to over implement in age of Ultron, but he implements perfectly here, always work and always land. People get to fight together in scenes and it seems seamless. People fight on their own, as I said, and it works well. It, I just I can't say enough about how much I love this movie. I could watch it every single day. It's so fucking good, and it just it just absolutely rules. It's so good. Oh yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I uh, there really aren't many bad things I could say about it. The Hawkeye stuff's a little weird, but even that kind of gives. I think he fucking rules. I, I, I think it might be Jeremy Renner's best performance in the whole series. I mean, well, that's may, not saying may, much, but well, but yeah, I mean, he's not in a lot. I I think that when he has the family moments in the. Age of Ultron yeah. is pretty good there, too. That, that's, that's true. He's very... I mean, he doesn't get a lot of moments to be badass, and he's a badass in that movie. Just fucking sniping these people. I mean, Sean's got to love it with the archers. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they'd do an origin movie on him. Yeah, he would fucking well, rule I think he, he has really... You didn't see it? It was called Born Legacy. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with it. <laughs> no, but I, I think even though it was one of the parts that I didn't remember all that fondly, I think it is a nice way to show, hey, this guy, even though he's just Archer guy, he can still be pretty badass too. He, he worked as a pretty strong foil against a lot of the characters early on, and I, I think he was an interesting force in that, that film. I just love that it. it's just... It so well balances this massive fate of the world story with comedy also. Even getting back to like the end scene where they finally pin Loki down and he finally is like, I'll take that drink by the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so good. I, I love it. It was so much. So great. I think that's one of the wildest laughs or cheers I've heard is when the Hulk smashes Loki that's across the top of the tower. Yeah. <laughs> that's a funny scene. Um, I'm sure. The movie's great. I, they, you, you're right. They brought together all those characters so well, and it really hasn't been done before. And I think what's most impressive about it, in hindsight, is how many movies have tried to replicate it already. We've got the dark universe of the mummy and everything trying to Justice do it. League. The Justice League <laughs> made it made less money, I think, than it made less money than Black Panther for sure. Oh, absolutely. But there was a more obscure Marvel movie that made more money than Justice League. Which, again, if you ask, I think, someone who's really into comics, DC owns comics, especially yeah. in the past 20 or 30 years. Yeah. Like, Batman, Superman, they're still the GOAT comic characters, mm-hmm. and the fact that their team-up movie couldn't beat some just random-ass Marvel characters yeah. really goes to show, like, probably how... Ant-Man. 
how well done. Uh, Justice League was around, I want to say, eight, seven or eight. Well, th- that's the thing. Like, it's like I-, I think domestic. It was probably lower than maybe. Any maybe model. that's maybe that's what the difference is. Well, well, domestic yeah, well, well, versus whereas, international. Yeah, whereas international probably made more. Cause yeah, people like that. Stuff See, more, I'd I'd caution that a little bit because um, there's some surprising stats about like what China watches. Like they they are huge on Marvel right now. Oh no, they um, love it. absolutely. Spider Man is absolutely adored in yeah. Japan. Uh, just some like random places you wouldn't necessarily think would be hugely into these these big blockbusters or really eating them up. But yeah, so it, it's just like, they always talk about Infinity War as being the most ambitious crossover event of all time. Whereas, you know, it kind of is. Whatever, I don't fucking care. <laughs> but I, I think that that's the best, Joss Whedon has the best job of balancing all these characters. It's kind of like, it kind of gives me that Incredibles vibe where it sets up all these great superheroes, but it also gives them their each each their own moment to shine. And they, uh, everyone's individual power comes into effect at some point in the movie, and it's integral to that part. It's not retconned in. It's not thrown in as a throwaway. It's yeah. integral to part of the plot, which I think is so crucial and key for that movie working so well because it fucking does it so good. Uh, yeah, this I'm looking up real quick. Uh, highest grossing superhero films, and I'm trying to find because it doesn't even make sense to Control me. Control F for Justice League because it's no, way down. 30, 30, <laughs> 30th is that, and that's what I'm trying to double check. But it's got it at 658 million essentially, which is right behind Man of Steel and Doctor Strange. That makes plenty of sense to me. Yeah, like, well, I mean, because because the Dark Knight counts and the uh, Batman uh, returns. Yeah, no, Dark yeah, Knight they're returns. all. This is all superhero Incredibles movies. Counts. Incredibles but, too. But Dark Knight is up at top five, ten, probably, right? Number oh, ten. Wow. Okay. Well, but adjusted yeah, yeah, for inflation, yeah, sure. whatever. Because yeah, Rises is at nine. Yeah. Aquaman eight, but then Civil War, Iron Man three, Incredibles two, Black Panther, Ultron, Avengers, Avengers Infinity War. Okay. Incredibles um, two did did really well. I'm, I'm surprised. Well, everybody was intimis- uh, anticipating so that, and it was a long time coming. I think oh four was the previous one. So sure. Yeah. Um, and you right. didn't really have to know what time to see it. Good but math there. Venom being top Good 15. Good math the first time this podcast review. Yeah, no. Um, I know. But look, Avengers still at number two to this day, and Justice League at 30, and it came out six years later. Like, yeah, oh, nuts. God, DC, get that your shit nuts. together. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Uh, Avengers at number two for you. So uh, for me, <laughs> Ryan and I, both of our number one movies did not barely made each other's top tens, if that. But thankfully, my number one movie made Mitch and Sean's top at least five. Yeah, so. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> so number one, I got Infinity War. I struggled with this one because I really didn't want to have recency bias on it. And like I said, my my top nine really I love. You know, Thor, Guardians could be up there. Avengers one could be up there. Iron Man 1 could be up there. I don't think I'd put Iron Man 3 at number 1, even though I really liked it. Um, but Infinity War, just so well, brought together all these characters that I've I've loved for years now. It was it, a lot of humor in it, but they still balance it so well with really good action. And the film just really meant felt like it meant something. They fle- I thought they fleshed out Thanos well. I don't know how they would have made a standalone story like you wanted. Um, but I thought like he was a meaningful bad guy. Um, I thought they had a great setups bringing characters back into the fold when they they've got and get this man his shield and like they bring Cap shows up saves the day you know. 
Iron Man shows well, up in Doctor Strange. He doesn't really have a shield. He has a little shield arm. Like I, arm I, I understand, but like, still a badass line. Yeah, badass line from a shield. A great A-shield. Marvel character. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, I was. We'll. I'll address my Black Panther yeah, take so. in a minute. Um, if what that's if that's your number Which one. one? <laughs> Did you tell your? <laughs> Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver yeah. Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> number one movie. <laughs> Wonder Hot Woman's take. number one. <laughs> um, God, you can't pick Wonder Woman either. <laughs> no, I will say uh, we're gonna get. I'm gonna get for off track DC, for a second. It's definitely on number one. I wouldn't say it's number one. I think my thing with Wonder Woman is I really enjoyed the first two acts, but the third act was so off the wall, different, and it just kind of muted me. But it should it feel has, familiar to you because it's like a Marvel movie. <laughs> the CGI fest where yeah. the bad guy makes no sense and it's, none of it makes any sense. Yeah, but the first act is perfect. Her soundtrack might be my favorite soundtrack. <laughs> I'm just I'm looking at you in there. Yeah, you know it happens. <laughs> um. Anyways, back to back to Marvel. Okay, let's not talk about Gavin anymore. Apparently, um, <laughs> that trick is a way response for. <laughs> 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 Um, <laughs> so for Infinity War, um, you talk about the final fight scene. I think it's awesome. I love watching them. They go to battle and watching, Wakanda? yeah, oh. watching, um, Black Panther and Cap run ahead of the, like charge in ahead of that's everybody. Where, that's sweet. where the goodness ends. Watch, no, <laughs> when Thor, Thor and Rocket and Groot come and land, there's that beam of light that's everybody's down and beat at that point. Yeah. The Bifrost. The, Use use the Thor use the thunder power earlier than that. You don't have to wait that long. He didn't wait. He was getting his axe yeah, made. He was out he, in the middle of nowhere. He bifrost right? down when they're beat. Right? He has to have a weapon to use the thunder power. Well, that's so a bifrost. Can, that's it so channels like, the bifrost. Yeah. 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 So oh, who so, cares? All right, fine, <laughs> whatever. But they're all be caps down because he's getting, I think, crushed at that point. Like they're ever pretty much everybody's down. He bifrosts in. You know, Bucky. You know, and that's where. You know, they go ham on everybody. Yeah, goat sand. And um, from there, you're like, holy Rabbit. shit. They're rallying. They're <laughs> I, like, I love what it and they rally. They, they slaughter that army. They go straight for Thanos. And you have that, that peak moment. Thanos, uh, Scarlet Witch, destroys the stone. Thanos is beat. He rewinds time, grabs the stone. You watch, the, you watch Vision die a second time. Oh, come on. Disgusting. And <laughs> Thor comes in, saves the day, stabs him through the chest. You should have aimed through the head, snaps. These they are lose. all supposed to be Infinity Stones that have equal weight, except the Time Stone is the most important one. Why is the Time Stone more important than the other ones? It's not more important than Yes, the it is. You can, re- you can rewind time and undo things. I feel I, like the Reality Stone should have been played up more. I think that... Yeah, they just use it to fucking turn Drax into clay cubes. That was all it was used for. <laughs> Anyway, that give me a fucking origin story with Thanos and the Infinity Stones juxtaposed against each other. So now that I know what they can do, I don't know what any of these things can do. I don't know why Doctor Strange can have eighteen arms and throw whips. That's at not a time. Thanos. That's not a time. Story, I don't right? understand. I, I know, but I'm just saying all the things in Infinity War that I don't so, like. I don't understand the Scarlet Witch's powers. 
Well, I don't she understand. doesn't make any sense. But I don't think she doesn't make any sense. I think that she's had the same power throughout. Her accent makes no <laughs> sense. I agree 100% with that. Every time you, if the more you listen to what accent she's trying to use, it's like, I love that she sometimes I'm Russian, sometimes I'm American, sometimes like she just makes up accents. This, and this one she just like, didn't even try. She's just Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> thankfully, Elizabeth Olsen, pretty good looking. I think she's still the best Olsen actress too which is well and the other sisters have basically given <laughs> up acting so it doesn't really mean much but are you think talking they about got Mary a, Elizabeth Olsen didn't they get addicted to drugs isn't that why they gave up acting no now they're like multi-millionaire uh, CEO people aren't really they? Elizabeth yeah. Olsen was good at Martha Marcy Marley or Martha Marcy <laughs> May Marlene is the movie that's called she came out in 2011 before these movies that she was involved in. But yeah. Mary Kate and Ashley gave great thumbs ups in uh, Let's Full stop. House. Let's stop. Let's <laughs> um, anyways. Back on this mediocre. I mean, mediocre. It was still your top 10, wasn't it? It was my 10. I, I, I said I liked top 8. Top 10, like I said. Me- I said I liked 8. Like four. I liked <laughs> 8 of them. Um, I liked. Watching him lose. And you guys addressed that you know there is another Spider-Man. You know there's another Black Panther. but And they addressed two or three years ahead of time. It's supposed to be Infinity War Part 1 and 2. And they said, we want this to feel like a finale. And for me, I follow... It's extra textual. It's outside of the movie. Yes. And I I understand. I, I follow movie news more than the average human. But you have to take from the context of A, the characters in the movie, and B... Really, the target audience is kids. They don't know that there's a Black Panther coming out in two or three years. They see their favorite superhero evaporated on screen. Um, so from that perspective, from the superheroes, it's awesome. Especially with Homecoming. Seeing the father-son relationship between Stark yeah, and so Holland. And the I mean, I think Holland conveys... He, per, he conveys how scared he is. And Tony conveys how sad he is at like how guilty he feels at this um as they evaporate it's it's awesome they're both because they're both and, they allow them to both be human in the, yeah in that moment. and this is this is marvel movie number 19 and so people complain hey it didn't really have a you know it was an action movie the whole time or it didn't have any character development the whole time and i get that but you to me looking at it from outside of a normal movie perspective they culminated 18 movies into this 19th movie and it was freaking amazing um and i think that's you know if i know what movie you're going to address next you're going to talk about all the landmark things it did um but from a and so from that standpoint no one's ever built that many movies into one movie that came together so freaking awesomely between one awesome bad guy a shit ton of awesome good guys they all get their moment to shine they all get their moment of interaction uh, Except for Vision, he was a bitch throughout the whole movie. Yeah. No, he wasn't a bitch. He was right. He, he killed that motherfucker. Yeah, he, he, he was asking movie. to be killed. Someone should have killed him. Scar- only person who could have done it was Scarlet Witch, and she didn't want to because she was in love with him. They explained no, 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 no. I mean, no. I mean, uh, Shuri could have not reconnected his neurons. Correct, like, like she she had to like reassemble his three yeah. million neurons or whatever. But if they would have not cared about him being reassembled, they could have just taken it out of them. No, the person that cared about reassembling him was Scarlet Witch. And yeah. she was it doesn't matter if he's alive or dead. If they just like 
whatever they do, shoot him and he's dead. If if they can the destroy, stone is fine. The stone is fine. If she they destroy was the, the stone before he gets the time stone, then it's over. Movie's over. No, but that's the point. Is Scarlet Witch wasn't going to until he was reassembled. But that's what I'm saying. Just do it. She was in love with him. We don't see anything. Do they establish that it's, in Civil War? They establish that in Civil War that they it's, they have a relationship. Again, she's so bad in all the movies, and Vision's just a nothing character. I thought he was cool. He's not a human. I mean, Ultron. And that was about it. I, Every like, time he fought in Infinity War, though, he just got his ass kicked. Considering he's like supposed to be the second or third strongest character, that yeah, he, he, was, just, he was just a giant. Well, match. but I was. He is an Infinity Star. Well, he was super. He was super powerful in Ultron and Civil War. But, I mean, Thanos sends all these people after him designed to defeat him. Like, I don't really fault him. Well, but then like, Captain America and Black Widow kicked their ass. Shouldn't anyone but Thanos not be able to kill him because he has an Infinity Stone? Shouldn't they be able to fucking evaporate everyone else? I, not necessarily. Okay, they did play up the Power Stone in Guardians a little bit. And they also downplay the children. Those, those, those All his sidekicks are called the children of Thanos. They're all, like... They're garbage. Super. Fuck them. They they don't yeah no they don't really give them any they give yeah. them nothing There's they're their, pretty uh, ultra powerful though too the only one that gets is the one that gets flushed into space yeah because he he beats Tony so and beat Doctor Strange pop culture reference yes yeah. but, but you know he holds his own against like whatever yeah. uh, uh, I don't think they played them up as well as they could have but I think they were secondary I, I yeah. think they were just kind of there to I don't know create some kind of way for Thanos to get the stones quickly in this this particular instance. Yeah, because yeah. you can't draw it out at this point for too long. <laughs> but yeah, we already saw that uh, Nebula and uh, Gamora were already pretty powerful, so we kind of knew that they were at least at that level, if not you know, stronger, because you know, movie needs powerful characters to yeah. act as foils, whatever. Um, so I, I think... They kind of played the power a little bit. I guess we really don't know how strong the Guardians really are because they don't really fight the same kind of enemies. But truth, I don't know. Sean, you you would have this at number one. Yeah. Okay. Why would you have it at number one? I think they did a great job meshing everything together. Um, I was unsure how, especially Guardians of the Galaxy and everything else. I guess the Avengers movie just kind of helped link everything else. But the Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange seemed like just kind of so far away from everything else, with the exception of there were Infinity Stones in those movies. And I feel like they brought those movies in with everything else very well. Yeah, And, and, and again, maybe me... I mean, it's, it's impossible to avoid spoilers for this movie. People sure. are constantly talking about it. So I, I didn't really know... The, the gravitas of what was going to happen at the end, but I kind of knew what was going to happen. So it's just kind of like waiting for the inevitable to happen when I was watching it. I mean, it's, like I said, it's an interesting movie. I wish Thanos would have just had his own origin movie so that this movie could have been its own, just about, you know, whatever happens after he gets the power stone and whatever, but it's just like, oh, he has another rock on his arm. Like, I don't <laughs> know what that means. But. I did not know that it was going to end with them losing which i thought was yeah. it was pretty refreshing they, I mean, actually like it, the, yeah the good guys good. always win for yeah. them to like lose like my my jaw was dropped like i was just like oh shit that's the end of the movie like yeah. Yeah. aim for the head <laughs> yeah i feel like they expect you to like read the comic books and to just know his origin 
never well, seen that. If you actually look at his I origin, I think he's got yeah. something with Deadpool where they're both going after death or something stupid yeah. like that. It's not well, that interesting. It's, there's a lot of different styles. He wants to impress death, which a lot of people thought Hella was... I mean, they thought it was going to be Hella. Deadpool, the, the hard part about Deadpool is he was also, also going after death, but Deadpool is... Create, he was created so much later than everybody else that anything that he's interested in is generally just to make fun of something else. So, like, it's pretty funny. But when, you know, Thanos talks about wanting to kill half the universe to save the other half, he's also trying to impress death with his body count. Well, no, that was a complete retcon, I think, in the movies, wasn't it? Just yeah. wanting... And that's what people are wondering if they're going to use Gamora to represent death, where it's someone sure. he loves in the spiritual sense. But... Um, yeah, no, it doesn't make quite as care ever that he kills Gamora. He doesn't show up to anyone else. Or really even her. But he shows that he does love her. He sacrifices By her. By shedding because... one tear? No, the fact that he's able to get the soul stone. That's the requirement. I just feel like no one's just, ever I, I, been able to get the soul stone. Well, but that's that's assuming that we know how the soul stone works too. So I think unless they tell, the, the, they really tell you, okay, they the, tell the, you more than the, they, you, they pay lip service to what the soul stone is supposed to mean to you. And we're supposed to just feel that. Yeah. Wait right. for Thanos. And I don't, I didn't feel shit for him. I would say, you know, getting to go back to, you know, what you feel for everyone. I tied it into guardians too, is, you know, Gamora, they show Gamora and uh, Star-Lord's relationship well. He tries to kill her earlier per her request, in the movie, per her request. Yeah. And it doesn't work. And so then later, when it comes back that Thanos killed her to get the stone, and he loses his shit. And everybody's like, oh, like, you were so close to getting the glove off. Like, how could you? They set that up perfectly in Guardians 2, because the moment Ego says, I put a tumor in your mom's brain, he just shoots Ego in the face. It's, and so as soon as yeah. Thanos says, I killed Gamora... He just, whatever he does, punches or he, whatever he does. Yeah, he sh- shakes he Thanos out of it. And everybody's like, oh, He shoots oh, him with his blaster. I thought he, sh- okay, he shoots him. Yeah. Everybody's like, oh, like you were so close. Like, how could you? You're a shitty character. I'm like, no, they, they established that oh, well ahead. Well, <laughs> no, you don't like Chris Pratt. Well, but the, 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 that's what I'm saying is I, I didn't give a shit about him already. So two of my favorite Marvel characters, fucking Tony Stark and Peter Parker, are trying to rip this glove off him. Meanwhile... Would have been great if Ant Man could have been in there and could have just gotten big inside <laughs> the fucking glove. That'd have been great. But again, they <laughs> but they spent two. Well, they spent one Ant Man movie and they spent Ultron establishing that Ant Man and Hawkeye are family guys and yeah, yeah, they yeah. would prefer to have been out. And I don't know if what the yeah, contracts or the also. stories or whatever he wasn't the con- but why he wasn't there in the first place. Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see hey, how they tie that. Back. They'd rather be with their family, and like, okay, you set that up in a different movie. Fair play to you, like mm-hmm. you established that. Yeah. So it's it's my number ten. I liked the movie. I enjoyed watching it. I'm very interested to see where Endgame takes it. Um, I don't love that it's three hours long. Again, <laughs> I, I I think it's it really wow. yeah. It's it, it's slated to be 180 minutes long. Wow. So um. Uh, that's excellent. The, 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 that's, a, that's, a, that's at least what it reads on Letterboxd. I, I feel a great two-hour Thanos origin story could have made Infinity War and Endgame into one movie, but, you know. Whatever. Look, if it's Return of the King three hours, I'll take it. Mm. <laughs> I, I, the best Lord of the Rings I think I went as Eric well, Warren for three straight years for Halloween. I guess... <laughs> Different story. So what would be like? Ryan's got up because he, he can't handle what my number My boner pushed me away from the uh, table. <laughs> <laughs> Can I talk about it? Is it time? 
Yeah. Wakanda yeah. forever. Do it. <laughs> My number one's Black Panther, bitches. I fucking love it. So I, I watched it, uh, I think, in March or April when it came out uh, after its very long theatrical re- release in which it grossed over a billion dollars. Uh, total, it was the number one U.S. Uh, domestic uh, box, gross, box office grosser of the past year. Um, I didn't watch it in theaters. I wasn't that in tune with Marvel. I saw a lot of people have it pretty high on their top five films halfway through the year. So I was like, I'm going to as well watch this one. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I enjoyed most of it, but I had a lot of the quibbles that Ryan had the first time. Um, you know, Michael B. Jordan is the best character in the movie. By far. He is not in the movie as long as he should be. He should be in the movie much more. I do agree with that. But um, I just think that I don't hold these movies as sacred. So that little error to me doesn't take off what the, the the greatness of the first part of the movie watching it again i had a smile on my face throughout the movie i love the soundtrack and the score to the movie and i was struck a lot more than i thought by chadwick boseman's performance as black panther okay. i know everyone thinks that he's very stoic and he's very straight man like chris evans but him with that beautiful african accent and what he says has so much weight after watching him perform in Civil War. I think that that really set that up for me. Like his okay. little mini cameo in Civil War kind of set up what a great leader he is in Black Panther. Um, obviously, Michael B. Jordan is so brilliant in that movie. But what kind of led me towards moving this movie, because I rewatched it, I put it immediately in my number three. I thought it was going to number three. And it's, the more I thought about it, and again, it's 5% to piss Ryan off, sure. but it's 95, it's 95% because I fucking love the movie, is that there's actual filmmaking going on here. There's a director making intent decisions based on the movie that he is portraying for the audience. The biggest example of this that I can put out to you guys is the two fight scenes in the waterfall. Which, the first time I watched the movie, I did not like either of them at all. Mm-hmm. And I loved them the second time. In that, the first time, T'Challa fights M'Baku. And the second time, T'Challa fights Killmonger. The first one, T'Challa is this athletic, finesse fighter. He's trying to beat you with speed, not power. M'Baku is very tall, very strong. He's trying to come at you with big blows. He's trying to get you off the waterfall that way. T'Challa beats him, but they're a very even match in that way that T'Challa's finesse fighting ability goes up against M'Baku's power. So they both trade blows throughout it, and the finesse ends up winning out. The edits in that scene are slower than the second, the second scene that we see. They cut, they cut, they cut, they cut, but it's a little bit slower each time, just so we feel the impact of each hit throughout that fight. When we go to the second one, which is the one that really bothered me on the first watch, but the one I really loved on the second watch because I could tell Ryan Cougar was paying attention and his editors were paying attention and that Killmonger is an overmatch for T'Challa. He's better at him in every way. He's faster, he's stronger, everything. So he just beats the shit out of him, but the edits are faster. So immediately when your eye is trying to catch it, you're like, oh my God, it's going all over the place. I can't, I don't know where the space is. But you realize that that's because Killmonger is striking faster. He's overpowering T'Challa. We're seeing the fights, both of them, from T'Challa's 
perspective. And we see that he's being completely overpowered by Killmonger. So he can't, he can't even comprehend where he is at. Therefore, we are in his headspace trying to understand what's going on in this battle. He is totally beaten down and thrown over the waterfall. The movie, that's, I mean, that could be the climax of the movie. It's probably not. It's probably the later scene, which has a couple, you know, CGI problems. The train scene has CGI problems. But enough of the movie was so great. The casino scene is perfect. The cuts are so slow. They're long and they're swooping throughout. Um, You know, just seeing all of these black actors on screen and watching Chadwick Boseman just scream Wakanda forever before they're going out into battle almost brought tears to my eyes. It was so beautiful. And I love how all of the other little side characters get their own little moment to be great. Dana Kaluuya, you know, and, and all of them, you can agree with both sides of what's going on. When Dana Kaluuya flips over to Killmonger's side, you can understand because he wants vengeance just like everyone else does. And but T'Challa and Denai Guerrero's character and Shuri, they want to protect Wakanda. But you can understand why both people are fighting for this. Even Mbaku in the first fight, they've been put down for decades or centuries or whatever it is. He wants to have his day in battle with T'Challa. And even though he loses and taps out, you know, that's what he came there for, for his chance. Yeah. I just the movie's so brilliant. I love it. It if I would have redone my list, it definitely would have been my top twenty. It could have been my top ten of twenty eighteen. Um, I just adored it from from start to finish. It's so great. And and Killmonger's death scene is so great. I was I was like I was almost crying, man. It's so good. I oh, loved yeah. it. No, I, deep, real deep. I <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I put this on my my top five, uh, both overall Marvel movies and of this past year in 2018. So yeah, I, I very much enjoy the movie too. I I think some of the action wasn't really great just because of the CGI chugging and just not looking quite right mm-hmm. in some of the scenes. Um, but I, I agree. It's, it's one of the best Marvel films for uh, character development too. Uh, T'Challa definitely starts to change his ideas as the movie goes on. You can mm-hmm. see the different influences coming into his life. I think that was a really well-written aspect of his character. Um, I, I love the world that they threw in there. and I thought it was kind of cheesy how they just, oh, it's this hidden country out in the middle of third-world country yeah, territory. Yeah, I, I, I feel like it's, that's it's kind of I, part yeah. of the course. I, I haven't read the comics. I feel like that's a comic thing. I, yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah, But yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, I just... I, l- I love the suits too. The, 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 I, I'm so glad the movie got nominated for Oscar Best Costume Design because I feel like the costumes of that movie are so fucking brilliant. Sure. Just just watching T'Challa and Killmonger go back and forth in the Black Panther suits in the final battle is so great. Um, Looks like a PlayStation Two game. <laughs> <laughs> and your number one movie doesn't in parts when I was- Thanos is throwing planets at people. I think the CGI looks no, it looks like a lease and bounds better. Than <laughs> yeah, no, I don't agree at all. But um, that train going by them down in the court. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Again, Marvel nerds don't like it, but film people do like it because they're very intent. Uh, there's a lot of intent in the filmmaking that's trying to make it different. And it's such a special origin story because 
it has this hero and villain or a villain origin story wrapped into one. It doesn't feel over. Uh, doesn't feel bogged down by either. It feels like it gives them equal weight. And when they meet at the end, it's so beautiful, and I love it. It's so great. Yeah. Sean Clint, any takes on Age of I have Infinity War lights up. I'm with you on the Infinity War. Thank you, Clint. (laughs) (laughs) I I think one thing that I really like about Infinity War is that it kind of feels like a big budget version of like a TV series finale, or or at least season finale, in that it just brings a ton of stuff, just way more than you can fit in a single film together. I think that's really cool, and I think that's why... It you know it it had that impact on me, and the so ending's I, different too. Like it's not like really happy. It's just like oh my god, it's gonna it, get, like, it's gonna get changed. We've and already like, talked about this. Yeah, but it's not about that. It's about in in the in the sphere of that movie, all those characters see all their best friends, mentors, whatever die. Yeah. Like just because you know that another movie's coming, everyone. It's not just me. Everyone knows that. I didn't know that. I don't follow film news at all. So I had... Now I you had know. No, yeah. now <laughs> movies that make a billion dollars have sequels. Yeah, but okay, but that's... Well, yeah. You can't... That's not the movie's fault. Just because there is another movie coming, you have to look at it with, just in the scope of that specific movie. Not you with... Don't, you don't have... It, 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 it depends on how, how you look at it. Um, but, and... But I, you know, as, as far as... I, you know, I haven't commented... I commented on Black Panther when I listed it, but... I think he was a better character in uh, Civil War than he was in Black Panther. I can't remember a thing he did in Civil War. He, I know you guys keep bringing him up. I didn't even realize he was in Civil War until I rewatched it. He so he was a whatever a congressional member. His yeah. father died. He took in the blast. He yeah. took over T'Chaka. Um, yeah, T'Chaka, and he wanted to hunt down Bucky because he thought Bucky was the killer. He realized Bucky wasn't the killer. Uh, so he was he was just out he was out for vengeance period, mm-hmm. and right at the end of the movie he catches Zemo before anybody else does, and Zemo explains to him what his plan was and why his plan was what it was, and when Zemo goes to kill himself, he stops the gun says you know there has been enough killing for one day or whatever it is, and he he learns that you know there doesn't always need vengeance so his whole goal was to kill this guy and the guy goes to kill himself and he stops him um but i thought his character was more dynamic there than he was in black panther where he's just a very i to me just a stoic good guy well i I think i think he absorbed a lot of the world for the audience and like showed what was happening through his eyes and i think he does actually have some pretty nice arcs i just don't think that his character was terribly I don't think he was supposed to be the highlight of a lot of the scenes, and I think that's why he kind of falls for a lot of people. I, I think until the end, he's he's more just showing us his his world. I, I think that what you're saying about T'Challa's character of Black Panther is how I felt with Spider-Man and Civil War, is that I felt that his brief cameo in that movie was better than anything he did in Homecoming, even though I liked that movie a lot. Whereas I think that... He, Bozeman, even though he doesn't do a lot, it's very understated, which is why I understand why a lot of Marvel fans don't like it, because it's not big like Tony Stark does, even though I love him, it's not big like Thor is. It's very small and understated, but it's very intentional in that way, is that he's supposed to be this straight man. He's taking over for T'Chaka, who was a different king than he was. 
he's supposed to be the straight guy, but he also has side quips that you wouldn't see that a character like I love, like Robert Downey Jr. would overplay. Hmm. Whereas if, you know, like basically when he gets off, when he gets back to Wakanda, where Shuri asks uh, Denai Guerrero's character, did he flinch? And she said, I can't remember, she just says like, she like quips out this metaphor and he just like gives her a side eye. Which is not, he's not supposed he to go He has a good big. side eye. He is, yeah, I mean, he's, it's not just that it's also, the, I mean, you know, you didn't like it, but the what are those uh, sequence, which I, I didn't love the reference, but how he reacts to it is great is that he says that like, it's his first day as king, so he's going to go with like his king sandals, which is like the OG Jesus sandals. And I just, it, all the tech is great. I don't love Martin Freeman's character, um, and I don't even really love Claw that much. I think it's it, it's mostly about Michael B. Jordan and Chadwick Boseman for me. It's I just I, I watched it again and I I can't get the music out of my head. The I, I talked about some of the filmmaking aspects that I liked of it and I just it's w- probably the only Marvel movie other than maybe the first Avengers movie that I just watched and had a smile on my face throughout that I couldn't wipe out. Sure. Yeah, that's fair enough. So I mean, we disagree on our top movies, but. That's our that's our list for everybody. Wouldn't be fun if um, you agreed. So. I think we're yeah. probably going to top our time count uh, from the 2018 movie review, so that'll be not to, but. really exciting for everyone. But uh, <laughs> we, we thought we were going to have zero guests, and we ended up having three. Yeah, so. we do the most guests we've ever Shout had. Out to so. you guys. Um, I was trying to sit in a corner. <laughs> yeah, that went well for you. Um, so yeah, we've let's see. Four out of five of us have been drinking the whole time. Sean keeps declining my beers. We're going to try to talk him into going out. Yeah, God. Um, uh, Mitchell, any closing thoughts? Super Bowl, Marvel movies, anything else? Man, I forgot we even talked about the Super Bowl tonight. Yeah, <laughs> so hard. yeah just go Rams. That's everybody's closing thought there. Go Rams, and also I think they will win. Unlike the rest, yeah, of that's a that's a weird take. Sean, closing down. Any closing thoughts for you? All right, well good said. Good time-ish. You have a, yeah, good time. time? Would, would, would do again. Blink would twice again. if you actually are lying. Uh, Clint. Closing thoughts. Why was Iron Man 2 so low? <laughs> 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 Ant-Man so high. I don't know. So high. It, it, didn't, wasn't that high. it didn't crack. I thought you were going to talk about Iron Man 3 being high. Yeah, that too. Yeah, fucking <laughs> rules. AJ, <laughs> hey, any closing thoughts? Uh, Wakanda forever, baby. <laughs> uh, God, Wakanda forever. Just on, only one more sequel, please. Fucking Wakanda forever. <laughs> no, I say that. Uh, but hey, Thor didn't get good till the thir- third movie, so that's not true. I'll you know I'll give it a chance. <laughs> 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 but uh, if you made it this long, thanks for listening. If you didn't, you know you're. You probably like Michigan or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Michigan did lose in basketball today. Oh, fuck them. But Michigan. We'll be back in the next uh, week or two. Adios, kids. Have a good one. The podcast you just heard was made using Anchor. Ever thought about making your own podcast? Anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started. It's a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing podcasts. Best of all, it's 100% free. Sign up now at anchor.fm slash new. That's anchor.fm slash new to get started.